Tonight on the podcast, we got the Matt Reeves Batman Power Hour. Got a little bit of geek news, but we're going to go through everything and every, anything revolving around the newest release from DC, The Batman. Let's hit that music. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to the best damn podcast in all of the land. It is Friday Night Geeks, and this is the Absolute Geek Podcast. And I am Matt. Go ahead, Jay. I am Jay. <laughs> I'm Corbin. I muted myself, but I was trying to step in. I'm Corbin. <laughs> this we got a spinner rack reunion here. Boys. <laughs> I was like, I'm all the, the rack right, attack. Yep. <laughs> Rack attack, baby. So, uh, Max and Lance couldn't be here this week because they're off bromancing together. I guess some docking is going on, a little bit of sounding, some inappropriate things are happening between those two. They're budding bromance. So, I brought in the second best podcasters that could fill their shoes that I know in Jay and Corbin, the the real A team. You know, when, when the A team's like, listen, I got an interview to do, I can't be here. And Corbin's like, I got to go do whatever Corbin does trying to back that that train into the Corbin station. You got to find people to fill in, but it's good to have, to have the A-team back. So how are you guys doing? How's everything going? Hey, can't complain on this end, Jay. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm 100%. As hyped as Batman right now. Corbin, long time no see, brother. How have you been? What are you been you up know, to? Yeah, it's been a second. It's been a minute something on the AGP again. You know, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, I say day by day, but then day by day and you look up and it's been like six months. So, right. you know, just trying to keep grinding at it, you know, um, trying to make it through this craziness that's the world today and, uh, trying to have some fun while doing it. Like you said, the, the journey in the back and the train up continues, but <laughs> word on the street, uh, word that I caused that speed dating will return to Phoenix fan fusion. Uh, thank you, Corbin. And so when that happens, you know, I, I will thank myself by attending. And maybe we'll get some action. I mean, it's not. I mean, that's not what I meant. I meant maybe we'll get some, some um, interaction. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're stoked for uh, feeding speed dating. Um, again. Yeah. Easy. Get right. out there First and line. yeah, speed date with girls <laughs> half your age now. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold <laughs> up, man. I'm still twenty. I'm twenty six, my guy. <laughs> yeah, but you got to think. It's been two years since we've had a con. So think of all the. Like 17, 18 year old girls that are gonna be coming in there now. Cor- Corman's got Corman's got no. quite the pool to swim in now. Huh? No, 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 no. That pool heck of shallow. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Swimming amongst guppies. Moving yeah. right along. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh man. No, I didn't get invited to Lance and Max's slumber party blowout. Sorry, man. It's a it's a rough life to be. Jay didn't get invited either. And and Jay knows Lance. Lance claims that him and Jay are best friends. False. (laughs) (laughs) I claim false. Oh, man. true. Acquaintances at best. (laughs) Friendly neighbors. Wants Corbin to know that he's 17. Okay, well, uh, listen. Seventeen. <laughs> I don't know why he wants you to know that. But I, I don't know. I'm I'm good. Thank you. No, I'm not trying to get in no trouble. I'm a good guy. All right. Yeah. But what about on you, camera. Jay? What have you been, what have you been <laughs> doing with yourself? 
Um, nothing much. That's just, uh, just the daily grind. Uh, I've been doing my other podcast, um, uh, born too late. That's like an interview podcast I do with my friend, Josh. And, uh, that's about it. Nice. Reading comics, there watching Peacemaker and trying to catch up on Titans still. Uh, still on that Titans grind, huh? Yeah. I can only squeeze in a couple episodes here and there. I'm almost there though. I'm almost there. <laughs> What about uh? What about you, Corbin? Are you a permanent fixture over on Renovision now, or are you just helping you know, out every week? I, I kind of coming out every week. You know, I've been we've been kind of just playing. Showed up once, and they welcome me in. I've been popping on, usually free that day. So just kind of happens. Nothing, nothing set in stone, but definitely um, fun. You know, fun to pop on, fun to rank Batman. You know me and Batman. We yeah, have an a, a, a intertwined relationship, almost as deep as myself with DC. So, yeah. If you guys uh, want a little bit more content like this show, Wednesday nights, man, check out uh, Marco and Pete and now Corbin over there at the tax show on Renovision. Great show. Been out a couple times. It's it's a it's a fun time. Fun ride. Fun ride. Anti-DC uh, MCM vibes, like what MCM originally was. Mm. So, good show. Good stuff. What were you going to say, Jay? I said Wednesday night, huh? Wednesday nights, yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it. I need to. I need. I'm trying to take a break once to go play some dodgeball over with uh, Triple D dodgeball, but it's been rough trying to balance that all out. But you know what? It's been good to ease back in and you know try to see what's going on in the comic news. You know, I hear that you can only uh, play tri- Triple D dodgeball if you agree that Batman, the Batman, it was a ninety percent hush or eighty five percent hush. See, and that's why I haven't been there because I, 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 I slightly disagree. Um, Max Bender says, waiting for Corbin to defend Gotham by gas. Oh, oh, let's get to it. You know, Max, <laughs> you know, this is where I reside. All right. That book is top tier Batman now. It's like number three. <laughs> and and it's not two or one. No, I'm just kidding. I guess I just said it was. Anyway, it's it's right up there in the upper echelon. I would defend of my life. Well, <laughs> that's awesome. But hoping <laughs> you needed to defend Gotham by gaslight tonight. But we yeah. are going to do a ranking of the best Batman um tonight before we do our review of the batman um while we got jay here real quick once jay jay's got to leave to do an interview for his other show but he's going to come back we're going to hot tag in ish um from fantastic world's comics so he's going to jump in too but just as we were getting ready to go on the air i want to get your guys' first fresh thoughts on this it broke that um i am legend sequel is in the works with Michael B. Jordan and Will Smith both set to star in the movie. I, I don't. I'm why? Like <laughs> one, I thought yeah. I thought he got blown up at the end of the movie. Like I'm pretty sure, like the character of Will Smith was dead. But even if, let's say, he wasn't, this was a movie that came out about what 15 years ago. That was like meh at best. 2007 so, now, so yeah wow so yeah exactly 15 look at me anyway you're gonna take a movie that was 15 years old that was okay back then and thanks man. he's gonna reheat it and for what exactly i it doesn't make any sense to me i don't see why you would do that it's like hey let's take over uh leftovers dinner i mean last week's dinner how was it eh, it was all right let's reheat that bad boy and serve it up again like why <laughs> that's like that's 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 my question and Thank you, Max. Good, good to be back to see you here too. Well, man. I think there's a lot more that you can explore in that world because there's that that time frame before we meet him in the movie. But I guess mm. you know you're gonna have to figure. They're gonna figure it out some way. Um, yeah. 
I wonder if they're going to do like flashbacks where like Michael B. Jordan's like his younger self and then he's his older self before the events Uh, of the movie or however they do it. But I love this world, but this is a genre that I kind of feel like needs to die. Like, like I'm so, yeah, I'm so like, I used to be like, love the walking dead. I still do love it to an aspect. I love the comics kind of falling off in the show, but it just seems like the zombie genre is one of those genres that is still around, but needs to die. Yeah. Like I can agree with that. Yeah. I mean, the thing that that with I am legend is, I mean, it kind of had like good closure at the end. I mean, the way it ended was pretty defined. Uh, Isn't there two endings to that movie though? One where he blows up and then one where he doesn't. Isn't there? I thought he died both times to be honest with you. But yeah, maybe I, I know I think there's two endings to that movie. Wow. It's been so long since I've watched it. Like I wa- I love that movie, but I just I haven't watched it at all. Like in a long, long time. Yeah. I mean I, I don't know. I feel like I remember it. Like I don't really need to watch it. Yeah, if it blew the doors down, then I'd be more like, okay, you know what? I'm tired of us rehashing movies, but what the heck? Like, it was a good movie. But, like, for a movie titled I Am Legend, it was far from legendary. Um, It was pretty ordinary, actually. And I just don't see why you need to bring back that movie. And why would Michael B. Jordan attach his name to a movie that really had... I mean, he did Fantastic Four. Why am I even joking? His taste in movies are interesting. But I I just... I don't see it. Yeah. I wonder kind of... I'm starting to kind of think, wonder if... Like maybe it takes place in a different part of the world, and like Michael B. Jordan's character, like hears the radio transmissions that he was releasing to meet at like the pier every day at noon, kind of like the mm. woman. In the, Interesting. Um, that would be cool. I'll, I'll watch did. it regardless. What am I I'm uh, kidding? See, I'm glad you said that you will. I will not, Jack. <gasps> nope. I have absolutely really? no interest. Like Mandalorian, huh? Oh man, don't don't get me on that, Jay. Right I should have watched I'm that. Calling I, you out right here. Wow, flaming <laughs> me like that. That ain't cool. That ain't cool. But but yes, yes, I, I no interest in that. Mandalorian at least was well received. I doubt this movie's going to be. Uh my name is Kyle. We're gonna do only live action Batman to kind of stick with the theme of the release of Matt Reeves Batman today. So um but yeah, that's good. Good way to start. We can get on a little bit of geek news while we got Jay here. Geek news. Not gonna sit here and read yeah. the the like geek news, geek news. I'll do it. Just kidding. Titans season mm-hmm. four. I know Uh-oh. you haven't finished season three yet. Oh, Titans crap. season four. We're gonna get. We got an official episode count. Twelve episodes. Twelve episodes in season four of Titans. Interesting. Where does it start? Uh, they've not released a start date for it yet. Um, they are currently in production of it. Uh, they were he was asked what how many the director was asked how many episodes are going to be in the season four run, and he said twelve. Okay. Interesting. Um, did you see kind of a little bit? I don't know if it's I don't think it's spoilers. You got. I was going to wait. I, I was going to wait to talk about it when we were talking about the bat. No, it's not a spoiler to you. It's, it shouldn't be a spoiler to you. Did you see that they have the kid who plays Tim Drake in Titans as one of the ghoulies at the beginning of... Yes, uh, I'm glad you noticed that. Yes, I totally did. I didn't like him as an actor. That's why I remembered. 
Something about his face. <laughs> you didn't so, like him as an actor. No, I didn't like his face. I didn't like his whole vibe. And so seeing him in Batman, I'm like, I don't like that kid. Wait a second. I remember that kid. <laughs> so, yeah, I was hoping Batman would give him the business. But, you know, he didn't. Yeah, no reason. Like, yeah, I'm vengeance. Just go to town on him. But didn't happen. Oh, well. But, uh, yeah, good, good eye, Matt. I thought that was the case. I, I did recognize that, though, because he was unbearable. All he did was mess around and get shot. Well, and he didn't really even talk in the Batman, but I was sitting there watching him. I'm like, no, I'm it's not really a, it, it's not really a spoiler because this the scene in the movie is in the trailers. Yeah, when yeah everyone beating knows the, it. Beating the the guys down, and I was like, that kid looks familiar. Like I was sitting there the whole time, like he looks so familiar. Such a like, stupid face. Yeah, I was like, is that Tim Drake <laughs> from Titans? Like that's an interesting casting that you've got Tim Drake from Titans in this movie. I don't. I wonder if he filmed the Batman before joining the Titans. I so, mean, all. He just basically did what he did in Titans, stand around looking scared. Like, yeah, he didn't really do. I'm sorry, I just don't like the guy. I have no reason not to like the guy. I just didn't like the guy. Hey, I don't, I don't blame you here. Uh, You know, get nothing from me. That one. Uh, Next, we get Disney Plus news. All of the uh, Netflix shows: The Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Hmm. Iron Fist, and The Defenders. All seasons of those have left Netflix. Will be appearing on Disney Plus. Uh, as of March 16th, um, they're going to be, from what I'm hearing, they're going to be completely intact. They're not going to be edited down. The violence and stuff will still be there. It's just they're going to also roll out new filters, kind of like what Netflix has, where you can put a password code on uh, certain rated material. So they're probably going to rate, you know, they're going to change their ratings for material and then start uh, releasing more parental guidance settings for for this stuff so it's good to see that very disney's bringing them over to disney plus it's interesting mm-hmm. it's jessica jones was pretty disturbing if i remember right the first season especially yeah with the like, abusive under the emotional abusive undertones from purple man and yeah and that was one of the things that people were saying like if you're gonna bring this to disney plus you got to change Purple Man. Like you almost got to edit out everything with Purple Man in it. I was like, you can't do that. Like, you can't do that. It's power set, but you can, you know, put a disclaimer beforehand. And exactly. So yeah, you'd have to do. They're doing it the right way. They're doing it the way it's supposed to be done. I'm glad that they are. Um, you know, it, it's content that's Marvel. Disney owns that. Like, make it happen. It'd be ridiculous to have to find that somewhere else. Which ridiculous was on Netflix. I know that's the deal. For as long as it was, like Disney's not all. I'm sorry if you want to expand your property and be, and be all things to all people, you need adult content. You know, like that's what you're going to have to have. Um, and listen, this is a start by bringing stuff that you didn't really have a hand directly in making, but it's under your umbrella, and just making sure the additional rules in place. Then yeah, just because you're Disney doesn't mean like it's just for kids. I, that's not what they want it to mean, obviously. So I'm I'm all for it. Being able to finally have the continuity of watching Daredevil with Kingpin and then also, you know, watching, you know, um, I can't remember the name now. Hawkeye. There we go. It's there. Did you like Hawkeye? <laughs> uh, you know, I did. I don't know why it was blank and I kept, I, it was blank in my head. I kept thinking Ronan. I was going to say Ronan, but I did like Hawkeye. I thought it was really good. I liked the mix. Again, it was a nice mix of tone between having a lighthearted Christmas type show, a little deeper undertones with, you know, the Black Widow with the Kingpin and I, I thought it was very enjoyable. So this is a further uh, addition to that universe by bringing in these pre-existing Marvel shows, uh, not Iron Fist, just forget that, and then seeing how that all comes together. 
Yeah. Yeah. Punisher. I like Punisher. I like the first season of Daredevil, like the first season of Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the Jessica Jones were okay, um, but uh, that's about it. Let's talk about that for a moment. You're both comic book readers. What do you guys think of the Punisher's new logo and and their decision to to change that logo based on the way law enforcement and the community is, is using it to try to fit their narrative? Well, before I need to go, <clears throat> I'm sorry. That's right. Before I before I go, I want to leave you with perfect this. time to leave. I uh-huh. leave. So I was driving, and in my area of of town, it's kind of rural. So, but I saw something I've never seen before. I saw a, a Punisher logo sticker on the back of this, I don't know, this giant pickup truck, but it had it had like Trump hair. I've seen a few of those. Yeah. What, what I've does seen a few that of those. Mean exactly. Uh, I don't <laughs> is that like. Really su- it's a supporter of. Or Trump, Trump is or, the Punisher, or is that I, what that's supposed to mean? I'm not gonna lie. I have a. I think as a nuanced, I have a nuanced look at this. Like, <laughs> I first off, Jay. Yeah, I, I've seen a few of those. You're right. It's confusing at best. Yeah, I'm not really I sure what, I'm like, right. I know what message they're trying to portray, but it's really not being portrayed the way they think is being portrayed. But like. I am not a fan of the new Punisher logo. Um, but it's not, just, it's not, it's not going to stay, right? It's just a temporary thing for that arc, I hear. No, I think it's... Nah. From what I'm hearing, it's it's here to stay because... From what I've heard as well. Marvel is saying really? that they're the Punisher logo, they're tired of people using their trademark property in a way that allows them to use it to fit their narrative. So just bend whatever, over and let them have Whatever it. the world may be. If they're using that logo for it to fit their narrative, and now it's to the point where that logo has been, is associated with these groups. So there's that we're going to change the logo. That's going to be his new logo. Um, oh, man. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the fact that he's just using knives, um, which is something else that's also a thing. Like, here's my thing. I also don't like seeing comic book properties that are clearly for storytelling being twisted to serve stuff that does not fall under that umbrella. So I've never been a fan, but that's in anything. I've never been a fan of anything be appropriated for anything bigger than what it is. It's a story. That's what comics are. That's what I do. It's not a, a broader narrative. It can reflect stuff that's happening in real life, but you don't take the comics and say, oh, this is what it is. Because it's just a bad light, quite frankly. It just is. I haven't, like anyone with those, I haven't personally enjoyed that being used by someone it's like either a you don't understand the comics or, or anything because trump is equal i mean not trump the punch is equal opportunity if you actually read the books but they're not reading the books they're just appropriating it so fine that's one thing that being said nah nah you you stick to what you're doing if somebody were to take the batman symbol and make it something different we change that you know yeah, we yeah. do it for superman too you know, yeah. let's say Biden won a Superman. God help us. You know, whatever the case may be. Like, would we then go and, and, and change? Oh, it's only temporary for the run. Thank you. Well, that's what Zaggy's saying. saying, but I have read where Marvel has changed. I had read as well and thought it was more permanent. Reasons. But so, yeah, I'll take I'll but, take that if if you know. But I, I what from what I'd read, it, it, it was yeah. a permanent move. But and it's kind of lame looking. But like also you can't change. We have 40 years of continuity on this guy. Like we have 40 years of continuity on this character. These stories have been established. His style has been established. You have great runs. Garth Ennis and, 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 and Steve Dillon. Like, you've had a lot of good stuff with that to all of a sudden make this, in my mind, an abrupt and unnecessary change. Like, you got to deal with it. You want to sue everyone that's doing it? Do that. You know? You, people lose some money, then all of a sudden they, they get a different message. But to take it this way, 
no, nah, I'm not a fan of it personally. I get it. I'm, I understand what Disney's doing, but it just seems like such a cop out, and you're changing the very essence of a character. You went from a Punisher with a deep, nuanced, layered origin to now just another guy, same origin, but doesn't mean a lot because now he's just using knives and wearing what? I don't know. I'm gonna ramble. That that I, like I don't it. like it. I liked it when when his belt formed the teeth. That was fine too. Yeah, that was dope anyway, too. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. Um, do you want me to come back later? Like, when yeah, I'm sure. Done? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys. Hey, Good to see you. Hey, so, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to look at it. I, I didn't watch the Netflix Punisher series. Um, it's like one that it kind of came out around the end of the time where like these shows fell off for me or I fell off of these oh, shows. Oh, you, you didn't watch never, either season? No. Mm-mm. You would have, you would have been, I, I, you would have enjoyed season one. Season two was okay. I didn't season- watch season. I don't think I watched season two of Jessica Jones either. And oh, I can't remember how many how many Iron Fist seasons were there? One or two? Regrettably, I think there were two. Two, yeah, I think I did watch the second season of Iron Fist. That's right, because it left off with um, what's her face being like the new Iron Fist, right? Yeah, it was pretty lame. Yeah, he should, yeah. So I, I recommend watching The Punisher. That's actually the one series I, I rewatch when I go over to um. To Netflix, well, now Disney Plus. Like the way um, that the character was done, it was just really, really well done. I wasn't a big fan of the way Jigsaw looked, but aside from that, like the storytelling, who he is, what he does, it's almost like reading some of the early Garth Ennis stuff, just a little bit in terms of the Punisher character. Yeah. So, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, everyone who didn't get it to watch on Netflix, now you get your chance to be introduced to these characters um, and go see Charlie Cox. And Daredevil, because let's be honest, like I wasn't a big fan of the first season of Luke Cage. Um, so to me, like the three seasons of Daredevil and three seasons of Jessica Jones or the Jessica Jones first season at least mm-hmm. is really what's worth watching. Stick boy. Hey, hey, what's up, stick boy? Stick boy, if you saw the Batman, game. shoot me a message and I'll I'll send you a link to come on, man. Mm. You can come and join the fun. Um our next story tonight in Geek News actually has to do with Robert Pattinson. And Robert Pattinson has admitted that he has gone online and has started arguing with haters of the Batman in in uh, on message boards or posts. Do you, I mean, you would think that being an actor, you would want to not engage. Damn it, stick boy, that's disappointing. Um, you would not want to engage that, uh, that medium or that, that like blowback but part, part of me thinks so but then also think about it this way if i did you know something public uh, a piece of work whether it was a review or a youtube video or something of the sort and i post it and i'm getting critical you know feedback i'm gonna defend what i did yeah you know like maybe you know patents in that time for it today you've been dealing with all this noise before the movie for years about, oh, you know, what kind of movie was going to be, what kind of Batman he was going to be. You deal with all that leading up to it, you deal with all that now, so now, no, clap back. Why not? Uh, Leftover Zaggy says, I want to argue with him. And then Stick Boy says, leave fighting trolls to dwarves, hobbits, and wizards. Oh, well, he most certainly should. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that Jared Leto does the same thing when Morbius comes out in uh, April 1st, 2028. Well, I think the way he... <laughs> I think he's kind of got to do it though, but because the way he was portrayed when it was like, okay, so it was announced that he was taking over this, this role. And then like, 
he came out he had the whole like i don't want to do i don't work out thing come out and then that the i don't want to do fight scenes or and then the mm-hmm. whole narrative a few weeks ago of well i didn't know batman was a detective Mm. it's like you gotta gotta come back and clap back at your performance a little bit to say to, to set the record straight especially when like everything that's coming out of you is being spinned negatively mm-hmm. but um uh yeah i guess like I, I agree i, I think that is, it's it's fine i mean for the most part <laughs> kyle oh boy <laughs> like, like, come at me bro uh, yeah i says, think hi corbin hey no i think that you're right i think that it just comes to a point where, yeah, why not? Like, if you've been doing this the entire time, I'd say one thing. If the movie had bombed catastrophically, I'd say another thing. But in this case, yeah, you have a right to defend yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I I don't see, like, I can see some of the criticism he's getting, but, like, we'll get into it when we review the movie. But I really liked his performance, and I really yeah. liked him as Batman. Like, I can't wait to see more. And I don't know. Don't even give those people the, the time of day. Mm-hmm. I guess, and just let your haters be your motivators for the next time around. But I guess you can sit there and clap back if you want your router pads, and you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah, you got the, you got time for it. You got time for it. But next topic, Stan Lee. We haven't had any Stan Lee news for, for a while because he's not out there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We haven't even uh, Stan Lee knows in a while. Yeah, because he's died. I'm sorry, that was uncalled for. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I say because he's not around groping women and getting charged for that anymore. But uh, mm. Avengers Campus in California has added a nice little memoriam to Stan Lee, a nice little a plaque outside of Avengers Campus so uh, in nice honor of, of the late great Marvel legend. Um, the the plaque contains the same quote that was used in the dictation for Stanley and into the spider verse that says that person who helps others simply because it should be, or must be done. And because it's the right thing to do is indeed without a doubt, a real superhero. So it's All nice right. that he's getting that little bit of love at Avengers campus along the way. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The way it should be, but our RIP Stanley Damn, Corbin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Grim. It's all good. It was a little off, yeah. Next thing, Amazing Spider-Man 900 is going to hit sell, short store shelves in June of 2022. Can you believe we're already at nine? We're getting on ready for 900 issues of Spider-Man. Well, that's wild. What's up, Solo? Yeah, um, that's okay. crazy. Corbin, what a big daddy. <laughs> hey, hey. No, I'm actually shocked. That's That's wild. 900 900 issues it's gonna be right up there with uh detective comics and um action comics are already well into the thousands but yeah i mean but the fact that it's been around what first one came out 62 Mm -hmm. so 50 years 900 it makes sense i mean it's just you don't think of it as being around that long but then you think about the stories and all the years and the movie iterations and everything and yeah it has to be it's that's what a milestone i hope the story is good and does it justice um but you know, congrats. I mean, it's enthralled readers for fifty years now, and to many more. Yeah, I'm excited as a as a weekly Spider-Man reader because that is a weekly title now. Mm. But I'm I'm really enjoying the Beyond stuff they got going on right now with Ben Riley. Um, I'm excited to see what the uh, the next team 
takes over mm-hmm. taking over on Spider-Man does with it. Um it's the amazing spider. What? Wait, is it Spider-Man or the Amazing Spider Stud? Oh, good one. Good one. Probably probably man for this iteration. I mean, I haven't watched or maybe maybe Matt knows better. I haven't read recently Spider-Man, but I I, w- I would say Spider-Man. Yeah, it's always gonna be the amazing Spider-Man. The amazing spider clone, the amazing spider Ben Riley. But <laughs> our stands handler is still making his corpse sign autographs. Oh, oh that's good. damn. Maybe. Yeah, we always joke that um it would, how much would the money be like if he died mid signing your book? How much money would that book be? Like Stanley's death book. That'd be pretty, yeah. Like the last one he did, that'd be pretty gr- Wow. I mean, dang, it's just grim thinking about it, but yeah. Which title gotta be ASM is what I mean. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it is Amazing Spider Man. But um yeah. Next up, that's it. Uh before we get to our Batman review, I was hoping it should be here now. It's kind of flying through things. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about this week. Um yeah. It's all well, after the Batman, of, the news was kind of yeah, it's all been kind of centered around everything going on with the Batman and the release of the Batman and what people are thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's stuff that Hulu is working on, uh, an alien movie. So that's okay. pretty interesting. I feel like aliens should go where the zombies are away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> alien and predator ish that he'll be here in two minutes. Um, so says you can talk about me. I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute for, it's been a minute seeing solo, you know? Surprised he's not off trying to buy every single book that Brian's selling on whatnot tonight. Oh, that's book usually where I today. see Loka, lo, where I see Solo Wookie nowadays is skimming whatnot. So I've been such an old person. Usually I'm sleep around this time. You're sleep around eight o'clock on a Friday night. Yeah, man, nothing going on here. Corbett, nope. how are you getting? How are you getting dates if you're asleep at eight well, o'clock on a there, Friday night? There's your answer. I'm not. <laughs> nah, nah. I haven't been. I don't know. I, you're right. It's been. It's been weird. You know. That, uh, go out for some trivia nights once in a while. Do some. You know. Nice. I hear things. you've been a very busy guy. So. You know. Yeah. Still cranking on the basketball pod. Still trying to do stuff there. You know. It's. 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 I don't even like to say busy. I feel bad saying that because I'm not really. I'm doing just work. Like. Oh yeah, I'm busy because I'm doing things. But you're the one with the with the with the newborn. Yeah. Like, I'm not holding a candle next to you. I don't even know how you still function. Excuse me. With with, with how has that been? Being a dad and 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 dealing with the late nights and the little sleep and the changing diapers and <clears throat> I mean it's it's been fun it's rough but rewarding at the same time like there's days where I'm at my wits end like it it's it hasn't affected my comic book buying at all but like <laughs> the comic book reading it has ah uh, I'm buying books but I'm not like it takes me a couple days to get to them now it's because it's like I get off work I'm dealing with her do her routine get her to bed and then I'm dog tired the but, energy to keep her yeah do they do they really grow up so fast yeah yeah wow she's already she's was seven weeks old yesterday man it doesn't feel like it's been that long wow she's gonna be two months old in a week so it's like all right <laughs> here we go but yeah wow are you are you settling into like a rhythm though you think yeah we're getting her under control and where she's actually sleeping a good amount of the night but it's been you know it's uh 
it's a it's a testament man like it's it's definitely rewarding but it's hard i've i've relied a lot on uh people like kyle and um uh, mm-hmm. tim or well not tim but like lance kirby and some old listeners of the the show um stumbling jedi people who are uh having kids are already and you know getting that unsolicited or solicited parenting advice so it's there you go <laughs> yeah i love it fun. everyone's yeah that gotta be fun well, that's cool that's cool what am i gonna grow up lol i never dude i've got peter pan syndrome i'm never gonna grow up yeah i can still see with that same face at like 53 yep which think about your daughter will be like what 19 yep it's crazy it's gonna be wild but it's, it's fun man and i can't wait to like introduce her into this fandom and I've already got a nice little combo collection going before her and that's pretty dope. Yeah. You know, so I'm excited to take her to cons and is like, she going to this year's? Um, I don't know. She'll be five months old. Probably not months old then. I might take her for a day, depending on like the whole world's like, oh, we beat COVID now all of a sudden. So I guess it just depends on the, that situation mm-hmm. um and how that's gonna handle. But I, I don't know. I might. Are you going? Yeah, I, I'm probably gonna go to Phoenix for a couple days. Yeah, I don't know if I'm mm. gonna go every day, but I'm gonna go do some digging, see if I can find some decent priced books because I'm trying to keep my Spider-Man run going. And it seems like every time I need, if there's a books I need, they become hot. So and then they become like ungodly to to try to get. I guess you you gotta get ahead of the curve. So when's the next kid coming? Um, Great question. <laughs> Not for a while, Max. That's that's for sure. I don't need holiday when's, season. When's kid? It's more like when's Corbin's kids coming? Uh, never. I've uh, too many people have kids. I'm good. You're not. You're not gonna be a kid guy. I'm. Huh? I'm not interested in. No, I think that like it's great to have children out there. You know, um, I'm the oldest of six. You know, I've still have my little brothers out. Um, yeah, I have no interest. I have absolutely no interest. Um, I don't have a comic collection for any future offspring. That comic collection will still be mine. They're going to have to go out there and get their own like I did. No shortcuts in this biz. Be like, oh, Matt's that Matt, Matt, you know, well, that, well, I, um, what's what's your daughter's name? Logan. Logan's daughter got, oh, Logan's dad got him a nice collection. I'll be like, yeah, and that's cool, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm going to do like I'm doing. Like Wolverine, man, Logan. No, nah, you, yeah, mm-mm. Mm-mm, you gotta go out there on your own. Weapon X. Funny, so I did try to pimp you out to one of Aaron's friends, though. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate the love there, sir. One of her friends was talking about um a guy like on Valentine's Day, a guy she was seeing when she was living in California. And I was like, you know, I got I got a great guy for her. <laughs> he his name's Corbin. Oh man. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the looking out, man. Oh he's boy, a good guy. He's a good looking man. You know, I thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> oh boy, in his free time is not at the comic book shop. He's dunking on scrubs at the basketball yard. You know, so. do what I gotta do there. You know, <laughs> I gotta make it happen on the basketball Dude. yard. I'm, I'm vengeance. You, you're vengeance. <laughs> Buy Matt some Sex Panther cologne. Hurry up, right? No, <laughs> was it seventy five percent of the time? It works every time. Mm, there it is <laughs> but yeah it's been it's been fun man like it's definitely an experience with all that and 
like hoping she's into this kind of stuff and mm-hmm. she enjoys it as much as I do, or even if she doesn't, but I'm definitely going to expose her to it and see, uh, see what happens. I, yeah, I said, no, absolutely. Uh huh. I said that you're my inspiration. You're my inspiration to, to raise a, a good looking young woman who's into this stuff. Well, thank for, you for guys that are for single guys that are into this, who are looking for that, that comic book reading girl, that, that, unicorn if you do if you say you're, you're gonna you're gonna make you're gonna make that happen i'm, I'm Some gonna make a unicorn i'm gonna make a unicorn just for people like you Corey. there you go i appreciate that oh that's good you, yeah it's such a rare thing such a just rare for, thing just for that little boy out there who's like i want to find a girlfriend or wife that's into comics i'll be like i'm trying i've got your back bro i'm like, trying there it is <laughs> and we'll know that you do that with that in mind man that's i'm, the, I'm working that's out the realest type friend there is i'm gonna make a daughter for a future you I'm just, I'm just saying, man. For, for the future generations of Corbins out there who are into comics and want to find a girl that's like that, I'm trying to help you out. Absolutely, <laughs> appreciate you, man. Will it work? I don't know. But well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, can only... I think the passion and love that you'll have for it will rub off. I mean, that's how basketball yeah. worked with me. You know, comics is kind of my own thing, but like basketball for me was was more like that. Like it was something that you know my family had a passion for, and then I kind of picked up. Nice. Well, I can so stop I think, stalling now. Mm-hmm. There we go. Ish. Hey, what's happening, Corbin? What is good, sir? How are you? Good. How you been? You know, man, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm saying, I say day by day, but then next thing you know, it's been months, you know? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I, I caught you playing dodgeball. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Live online. Oh, man. You, I, I'm just living, man. I'm just kind of going through the motions here. But, yeah, Triple D, baby. No. Right <laughs> How's it going, Corbin's Matt? Like- Good. How are you, Ish? Good. Hey, hey, just to interject, were you saying you wanted to take Logan to uh, Phoenix Fan Fusion? I was thinking about it, yeah. Fatherly advice. Scratch the idea. Yeah? <laughs> it's going to be, you're going to be miserable. I thought about doing it like gonna, one, they're, one they're day. You're not but... going to see anything. Trust me. It's, yeah. it, those ideas sound amazing. I want to do the same. I want to take my kid to everything. But it's like, no. Are you going? To fan fusion, actually, we have uh, we're gonna have a booth there, but while the booth is there, I gotta man the store. Oh wow! So you won't be there at all. Yeah, so I always kind of miss miss out on these events. Damn. We're also doing. uh, I'll announce it right here. uh, Old Man Con Four on Saturday, April ninth. Ooh. April ninth. Saturday, April ninth, aka Scottsdale Comic Con. So anyone who knows that it's in the same place it's been the last four times. Okay, April 9th. Thank you for announcing. Let me put that on my... I won't be at that one either because I got a man the shop. Wow. Dang it. One day I'll run into the con. I feel like I've done it once, but one day I'll have it again. Con one, probably? Yeah, with the first one. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I think I haven't been there since the first one. I might went to the other one, actually. But, okay. April 9th. I've got tickets to San Diego from two years ago when COVID hit and they pushed... Like everyone's tickets, so I was like, "Ooh, San Diego, maybe I'll take her there for a day." And now you got me a little worried about that too. Like, dude, because you do it, you're gonna have to go prepared. You're gonna have to take fucking everything with you. Yeah, and and as soon as you're there, you're gonna be like, "I can't do anything." But like that's like San Diego is one of those like I'm there and I want to be there all day, and like maybe it's a good reason to she's a good excuse to take for a little while and then leave. So I don't have to be there all day, but. 
I don't know. That would maybe be I'll, the excuse. <laughs> maybe I'm real. Maybe I'll read Between diaper this. changes or it's nap time or she's just going, nope, I'm done, you know? Yeah. Bring a nanny. I wish I could find, uh, find a nanny. But. I mean, for yeah. part of your collection, I'll volunteer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will volunteer for part of Logan's collection. What? Yeah, listen. Yep, yeah, she grew up. She'll understand. You don't want Logan to smell like a convention. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to. You got to start them young, right? Everyone says you got to. All of us weirdos. They say you got to start them young. So why not get her in there and uh, make it happen? Yeah, make it happen. Make know? it do what it do. <laughs> Get her used to the nerd smell right now, the smell sure. of BO and sadness. At least wait till she's like cognizant of what she's seeing <laughs> and hearing. Oh, I gotta bring my cup. Do they have what's it called there? That one beer, that root beer thing? The Wild Bills? They might. Yep. I don't know. Been holding my cup for three years. So far, though, like it's n- there's not a lot of announcements that are like catching yeah. my eye. Like to me, it's now like I want to go just for the camaraderie to see people I haven't seen in two years, just to go to a con. At this that's, point, you know that's what I'm doing it for. Mine is like like in, in, in order, it's for panels, like to meet comic creators and all of that. Um, then it's to like run into people I haven't seen in a while. Then it's probably for speed dating, and then that's it. Like that is in order. Like I'm really obviously the comics, but I'm not really there for collecting as much as I'm there just for buying books that I want to reread and stuff like that, you know. So yeah, it's the experience for me, but I'm with you on that. Like it's been a chunk, it's been three years. It's been a minute, you know, so I'm I'm just kind of like, wow, you know. Before we get into the the ranking the Batman and reviewing the 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 movie, I want to talk to Ish about something real quick. Ish, you working at Fantastic Worlds Comics? Have you noticed a big change in like the effect the speculators are having on the comic book industry right now? Um, yeah, I'd say to a certain degree. Like, are you talking relatives in terms of sales? Well, no, I'll give you an example. So this past Wednesday, did, did anything of significant importance come out this last Wednesday? Do you think? Um, crazy significance? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it depends, I guess, if you think the new Doctor Strange number one featuring a whole new Doctor Strange is significant or not. Okay. So... I don't know. That's a tough question for me to answer because it's, it's you know the the Spider Man's you know the big book. So to me, yeah, that's a significant book whenever that comes out. But you're talking about like like, a key first appearance. Yeah, like key first appearance. It's going to be hot that people are going to like go crazy on what and selling on whatnot. Like something like the flip side guys would push or sure you know talk uh, about Black Panther three. That was one, you know, and uh, even still today, we still have people calling, hey, do you have Black Panther 3? I'm like, I don't think anybody has Black Panther 3. Like, that sold out the day it came out because of of heavy speculation. Well, I ask it because, like, I haven't really seen a a big effect of, like, being a Wednesday warrior going in every week. I haven't really seen effect of that until this past Wednesday. Okay, what was it? My my local shop opens up at 9 o'clock in the morning, so I'm usually one of the first people there because I go on my break from lunch working from home i can just drive down there i go there and i i kid you not there's a line outside waiting for the shop to open so i get in there and there's 30 people and usually going first thing in the morning it's all the same people you normally see all the same people sure 30 people i've never seen before okay all standing here against the new release wall key collector pulled up on their phones (laughs) okay grabbing books and they're talking about like 
this the like you were saying the doctor strange the clea's doctor strange is going to be a 500 hundred dollar book the the first appearance of the punisher's new logo is going to be a massive book got to get that got to get that you know and this guy's pulling one in 25 they're grabbing a bunch of stuff then yeah they're like but it was like everything that's on the, the the like keys this week list from key collectors so like moon knight grabbing moon knight grabbing one in 25s and they're like talking amongst each other about like how much money they're going to get for this selling it online and reselling it and and stuff and and then one this one girl's girlfriend goes get spider-man spider-man sells really good everyone wants to buy spider-man pick up spider-man right and i'm i'm just laughing myself it's like and the store owner comes back to me because i'm there all the time and he's like did did i miss something did anything of significance come out this week because I've never seen this many people in my store as soon as we open. And I was, I was just laughing. I was like, not that I know of, but like every single one of them is on key collector. Cause they've all got their phones like this. And I'm like walking past looking at their phones as I'm grabbing books and all of them have key collector pulled up. And I was, that's like the first time I've, I've kind of like seen it. Any chance it has to do with the Batman movie that that just spurred a bunch of people to, (sighs) I gotta get comics now. Yeah, I just think that I think people are seeing like the the numbers people are reselling books for online. It's just having a massive effect now. Yeah, I don't know why this week in particular, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I I don't know. Leftover Saggy says uh, they all have FOMO and think they're cool. That could be it. One kid did have a top knot, and you know that's a pretty cool haircut. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like. Zaggy said, Strange Academy, second print, Avengers 3, first female Moon Knight. Okay. So there's some good stuff, it looks like. But I just was shocked that that many people are at the store at 9 a.m. Yeah, I guess I don't know what to say. We didn't kind of see anything like that to that degree. We just have a regular, you know, speculators that always come. and Yeah. They know what to buy, and they'll get multiple copies of. and Yeah, well, we try to be prepared for that, but... For yeah, sudden rush. Hey, I'll take it. I'm sure you know. Right. Sure Ken was loving it. You know, business is business. Oh, I don't shop at his store. I oh, shop sorry, at, I shop sorry, at sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, not not, his <laughs> store, not that I have anything against his store. He's just far away from me. I just go right down the street. So, surprise comics is right down the street from me. Surprise. So. Okay. Right. Shout out to all yeah. the comic stores though. They're all dope. Yeah. Well, they are all we got dope. we got so many good ones in the valley. We do. We yeah. really do. Yeah. Have you been have you been to the new Atomic Comics yet? Supposed to go tomorrow, actually. Not been to that shop yet. Because I've not. I'm supposed to go tomorrow. I've not been to Atomic. I haven't been. That's one thing I've been slacking on. I've been to comic shops in a minute. So tomorrow I'm gonna run to a few. That'll be cool. Corbin, Um, you haven't been to my shop in like two years. Uh, you know, actually, okay. Yeah, guys, yeah, you got the big deal from you guys. You are the big Batman book. I know, I remember that. No, I came. Okay, so it has been over a year, but I did come. One day. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, no, it's no. I know, but I still have wanted to. No, I did come once, but I don't think you were in. Um, yeah, but this it was, was a Saturday, and I wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. And this would have been like a year and some change. It's still been a while. By the way, you remember the fancy Wendy's? Yes, they closed. What? Yeah, I drove by the other day, and I was like, oh, it was all like, wow. I'd always wanted to go there. My, I had a day planned out to like go to your shop, you know, take all the time I want, peruse and everything, buy a couple books, go eat a nice burger, 
and then go home. And now I can only do half of that. That's what you get for, you know, messing up and not going out. Wow. One thing thing about our shop is we're actually surrounded by some really amazing, like two doors down, there's Hero Sushi. And Mm. I've had some people say it's one of the best in the world. People say it's the best in the state, the best in town. People from Japan was like, oh, that's one of the best Japanese restaurants. So that's just like two doors down from us. Across the street, we got Red House Chinese, which I think is like the best Chinese place in the valley. And then there's um, Yopali's Pizza, Andreoli's Italian. So anyone who comes to the shop, you want to grab something to eat too. We got some amazing places right in our right in our intersection. Okay, I'm having Central, no Central today, Scottsdale. No. I'm repping repping Central Scottsdale. Yeah, there it is. you got some awesome back issues too. You guys that, always post yeah. a book online. Good deals, good negotiations. Oh, we just bought like a uh, hundred. Like, I want those. Oh. And just like psh, some good stuff. A lot, a lot of them like really good deals, you know. Good grab for 50, 60 bucks. And then some real nice ones too. I'm like, there's days you post the stuff online. I was like, I want that book. I should drive up there. Then I was like, should I call in work to drive up there? <laughs> uh, no, probably not. <laughs> but all right, let's get into I I, I specifically reached out to Corbin for this because I know. You gotta go. You gotta go to the what you know with the the Batman, right? <laughs> you go to your your Batman aficionado, and I'm glad that uh, Ish is here too, because big movie guy. So I'm not the um, aficionado that Corbin is. I'm not gonna pretend. No, I'll yeah. say for the movies, I probably am. But as far <laughs> you as got the ghost, this. you probably yeah. way more than I have. <laughs> no. And I've read we're gonna do our breaking of the Batman live action movies only, and I did throw <laughs> Justice League in there as a. Just kind of a nod because it is very Batman heavy. He's he's the whole reason they're there. So I figured I'd give it a uh, a little special nod. Are we um, including uh, Batman the movie? The which one? The Adam Batman. West one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Wow. Well, we can start with that one. So I'm thinking Batman. with we have there's twelve movies with Batman now, right? Including yes. if you count uh, Mask of the Phantasm, because that was a theatrical release. Well, I'm not. Yeah. Well, I wasn't counting. I'm only counting live. I'm only counting live action for this. Oh, you're not counting theatrical releases. Well, no, if, not, if not I, I decide to count that because I'm counting Into the Spider Verse as a Spider-Man movie, animated or not. Uh, I would. So if I'm, I'm doing that, I'm I gotta, animated. I gotta count Phantasm too. Then. All right. And well, and that's Conroy's moment to shine. I, I see. I, I didn't want to go animated. I wasn't trying to keep it okay. live action, Fair but enough. I'll give All you. Right. I'll give you Mask, Mask of the Phantasm, and I'll let you two decide where it goes. I don't have a slide for it, but I'll let you decide where that goes. Okay, so it's out of this world. S tier, A tier, B, C, or Ooh. D. Um, and, of course, the chat can chime in, and the chat has a voice, too. So whatever the overall consensus of the chat is could affect or help uh, a movie as far as where we put it. So I'll let you two start with Mask of the Phantasm, and we'll just give it an honorable mention of where you think it goes that's like the holy grail for me uh, i don't know where ish falls on it. i'm interested to hear your thoughts man but um in terms of like a clue to find origin for batman that is understated yet effective um a really solid antagonist with ties to his past giving us a reason to go back to the flashbacks um the way the joker was portrayed of course mark hamill did an amazing job everything about that movie is quintessential batman score oh it was amazing you said exactly both the beginning and end two you're right of like the orchestra coming in and building up there was so much right about that movie um it's perfect to me i mean 
Yeah, I've watched it multiple times to make sure it wasn't just nostalgia or, you know, be, but no, if you are looking for a Batman movie that has everything that Batman does, they even did, and I love the way that this new Batman movie did, they even did a, a Bruce Wayne Batman discovering how to inspire fear out of his um, opposition while still being kind of a rookie and being effective yet clumsy, you know, a balance that I think this newest movie um, kind of achieved, but that's saying a lot for Mask of the Phantasm, so I would put that S tier. Uh, what do you think, Vish? I mean, I I agree. It's it's that's a it's a very very solid movie. Oh, on S tier, yeah. Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Huh? I'm not sure what does S tier mean. Like it's like the top Super. of the top. Like you can't oh, okay, get much okay. better than. Because I know, I know. With me and Corbin, this might go straight downhill after that. As far as what we're gonna do, <laughs> <laughs> you you know it's funny. Yeah, it, I, I'm intrigued to see where this goes from here because I do have. You might be surprised. I've softened some on some original thoughts I had. Okay. You know, and it's it's hard to rank Batman movies because I like them all. So mm. it's like whatever I'm gonna rank dead last. It's still a movie I probably really like and would rather watch than many other movies. So it's it, it's tough. Yeah, I get that. So all right, we'll start. We'll start with the original. We'll go with the uh, the Batman, Adam West, spectacular shark pellant, repellent, and some days yeah, you just can't get rid of a bomb at all. Fun movie, but not a very good movie. Mm-mm, I agree. Where would you Where would you rank it? C, D. I put more in the C range i mean honestly see because it was trying to stay in this campy tone but it really wasn't a good movie I don't think it aged terribly well it's, like um, a, it's a bad b movie so yeah i'll see give it a c i'll, I'll go see i like i like the nostalgia factor behind it and it's fun to watch because it's kind of still like adam west and it's and prime it kind of Batman create, and, you know the the uh, the whole shark thing you know to this yeah. day that's you know mean, shark so or, yeah. and well and the someday you just can't get rid of a bomb you know, <laughs> running around with a giant bomb over your head and not going to kill some ducks about it. But uh, we'll go uh, Keaton. Keaton Batman. Original Batman, Joker. I kind of feel like that's a B. Mm. Nostalgia's big on it, but he was such a weird Bruce Wayne. Well, you don't think like, going to be a weirdo? Huh? I think that's a C now, though. I honestly think that that movie gets pushed down to a C. Like, I'm not I, actually going to fight that. I think that people give this movie so much credit because of the nostalgia factor, because it's the Batman we remember, and that's like everyone's definitive go-to Batman. But like, I don't the, with what we've got from the Nolan verse and and some of these other Batman movies and the different portrayals we've seen about it. I don't think Keaton's Batman lives up to that right now. Now he could come out of the woodworks and save it with his appearance in Flashpoint, the Flash movie. But I think right now that's like a C-list movie compared to I'm some of the to other ones. I'm gonna out. have to disagree on that. And I you and I so? do there. There's a nostalgia factor, and I won't. And, you know, I have that bias because I was 14 when that came out, and basically that movie was. It just said, "Oh, adults now think comic books are cool, right?" Because it was yeah. the first time it was like a Hollywood thing. Adults made this, but. You know, the question is, does Batman need to be... You, there's so many different Batmans. You can have the super realistic, or you can have the, the fun Batman, which was the comic books for decades. It was silly and fun. And mm-hmm. 
you know, what Tim Burton did, like that movie is still, I think it's a very creative movie. Those, the sets, the costumes, the Prince music, the Danny Elfman score, <laughs> Jack Nicholson, like they took the biggest star in Hollywood at the time. And, and he's, you know, I put him into this role. Like that was unheard of at the time. And he, and he fucking ate it up. And, and then I think on the second one, Batman Returns even improves on that. They took what they did in the first one. The sets are even better. The costumes are even better. And then the character, the, the Penguin, Danny DeVito and Catwoman. I don't know. For those two, beyond the nostalgia factor, I, I, I still got to put him up in the, in the top tier. Okay. I mean, and that's had a lot of respect for Tim Burton. And I think that's, you know, out of his filmography, those kind of stand out as masterpieces. And I guess that, that gave me a, you just gave me a better way of looking at it. Like, cause when you're rating these movies, you kind of got to rate each movie has a different version of Gotham City. Like, mm-hmm. yes. you know, Tim Burton has his, Nolan has his. Yeah. Um, Joel Schumacher had his, you know, what's up, boys? his. Hey, Lance, what's going on? You got what's going all on, dude? these. You you almost got to take Gotham City as a whole, as as its own entity and its own like extension of of Batman and these movies. So you're you're right. You got to kind of think of like that neo Gotham kind of feel that you get from the Tim Burton stuff or you know the Schumacher stuff. It, you got to kind of take that into a, a account. So I I guess I would agree with you a little bit there. But I still think the key what we've seen and the portrayals we've seen of Batman. And especially with the Batman now, mm-hmm. I still feel like it's in that C range. But I mean, go I with agree. the ch- like your mom said A plus, Solo said C. Um, I mean, where where do you where do you think it should go? A B. Do you think you it's an S tier? The original '80s Batman, Michael Keaton. Did you? Guys- you where do you think it goes? Ish A to B, S. I mean, I'm pushing for A. If you guys are pushing, oh wait, wait, S is the top, right? How are these S is the top. S is, S is, is the cream of the crop that rises to the top. So it was an S A B C. Is that what we're looking at? Yep. Okay. Wow. I mean, I almost want to say S. You guys are saying B. We might have to compromise and meet halfway. So then A. I could be the tiebreaker. I think it's an A. I don't think there you go. S, Thank you, Lance. I think it's A. Kyle says A. Your mom says A. Ish uh, says S. Ish says S. Lance says A. So we'll we'll put it A tier. Cool, cool. Oh, one second. We'll we'll give it A tier. Now you got to take those movies for what they are. Those are that's the bubblegum Batman. Not quite Batman sixty six, but those that's those are gorgeous movies. There's so much fun, so much think, color, so much life. Spoiled. I think it gets spoiled because of what can't. Well, Batman Returns is still. A, a Lance, really you want to turn yourself up a little bit? You're kind of yeah, low. Batman Returns is a really good movie, but the Schumacher stuff that was supposed to be almost like a continuation. It's not. I think sours the first couple. Well, it it has a lot of the same. I mean, Tim Burton has a very unique style, so it's it's hard to mimic Tim Burton. Am I coming in better, guys? Yep. Okay. It's hard to mimic Tim Burton, but you still look at those as kind of like. And Val Kilmer, when he's in the Batman suit, he's totally mimicking Michael Keaton. He does. He purses his lips to get that Michael yes. Keaton mouth going. It's total mimicry. Yeah. So but it, I, it, I, I it is supposed to look one. at like a continuation. I could take Batman and Robin and I could separate it from all of that and say, you know what? That's a modern day version of Batman 66. And I, then I could have a great time watching that movie. 
see Batman Forever I is almost as bad as Batman and Robin for me. All right, well you called it out. Let's go. Let's start with let's do Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Where does that rank? D. D. Why? Uh the fact that um so Batman and Robin you had Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl, right? That was mm-hmm. awful. You had uh Chris O'Donnell <laughs> as Robin, uh also awful. You had George Chris Clooney. O'Donnell. You had George Clooney. And Chris O'Donnell, I like Chris O'Donnell, just not as Robin. I like George Clooney, just not as Batman. The bat nipples, like, I don't know if they got perkier from the Val Kilmer movie to this movie. I, I don't know, but the bat nipples is definitely, you yeah, know. Yeah, bat nips are. It's just a really bat bad butt. movie. And bat yeah, butt. bat butt. But it is but how, also how the cancellation of a franchise. Wayne, how about George Clooney as Bruce Wayne? It's still not what Val, so like again, even Val again, Kilmer did Adam, a better job. Adam West vein, he does it great, you know, with the with the kind of the arrogance, condescending arrogance. I don't know. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Corbin's going to give it an S, I think. But what? <laughs> Which one, Lance? We Which one? Batman, straight to Batman, Batman and, and Robin. Robin. Oh, easily. Lance Lance knows what I'm talking about. No, I'm playing. I what's mean, up, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? Good to, good to see you again, bro. No, honestly, as much as I, I want to, just for the fun of it, if we're if we're being realistic, uh, shout out to the, the spirit of uh, the original Couch Cruncher. So I'm putting on that cap here as a movie analyst. I'm still giving it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, um, I'm probably looking. Here's the thing. I think Ish kind of touched on if I remembered, if I heard right, um, which is that I was trying to go for a campy role. That being said, I mean, it was memorable for it, but it was also not good. Like, it's not enjoyable in this campiness. I think that camp has to have a certain level of, like, fondness, you know? And I think that there was just too much going on in the negative. How for, can you for not enjoy that. Arnie in all his Mr. Freeze glory? Uh, oh, I did. I enjoyed that line. I enjoyed the This is Why Superman Works Alone line. I enjoyed the Poison <laughs> Ivy. I thought she was amazing in that. Um, but then, you know, I the grew up, I guess. No, I'm playing. Never leave home without it. <laughs> I like the vehicles yeah. in that one. When all the vehicles I just show up think... all at once and they show them all going together, I was like, that's pretty cool. It was. I, You know what? I could see C. See, well, I can't put it and Adam there. West on the same tier. I can't do that. No. Oh, come on! It's no. a much better movie than the than the Adam West. Movie. I would also. But there's a, there's that. a certain That's affinity it. for Adam West because he's the original. It's like Christopher Reeves, like, like yeah, uh, you know. Um, uh, what's the guy that's playing the, the English guy? Uh, Henry Cavill looks the part and does a great Superman, but Christopher Reeves is the OG man. Like it's, you, you know what I'm saying? So I see it as the same in the same breath. Adam West is the OG Batman. You, and, and you have um, Caesar um, Romero, Romero. There's all these like awesome things about Batman 66 that I just can't put Batman and Robin at the same tier. As Batman six. Come on, Arnie, Mr. Freeze mm. Arnie would so fit into that TV show. What killed the it. dinosaurs? The Ice Age. That was horrible. <laughs> but I it's mean, a honestly, it's a cheesy ass movie, but it's 66. Yeah. You have to remember it's 66, not late 90s. Well, okay, so I guess because you make a very interesting theory uh, or a very interesting um process here, Lance. But like how much credit do you give for it being first? And then just other things being better because some like okay Batman eighty nine, up up until like how we feel about the Batman, people could still make a credible argument that was one of the best Batman movies. You know what I mean? It just so happened to be the first of that kind of Batman movie. You know what I mean? So like, I I, I don't know. I think like how in 
I guess what I'm asking is, is are you giving major points because it was like the first of its kind or are you giving it more because like the nostalgia still holds being a superior movie then than Batman and Robin I just say, in the 90s? I just Freeze say was the role Arnold was born to play. Mm-hmm. I just say being that it was in 66 and knowing about the era of those movies that were coming out and then looking at Batman and Robin that came out in what, the late 90s mm-hmm. or early 2000s? What was 97, it? Late 90s? 97. 97. 97. I was two. And looking at at the differences of the time periods that those two movies come out, the 66 makes sense. It wasn't like they were trying to bastardize this mm. this franchise, right? And and yes, well, a lot of people, Cesar Romero, a lot of people argue that he you go on on Facebook chats, a lot of people argue that he's one of the top 3 best jokers of all time. You know, and mm-hmm. which which I don't I don't fully agree with that, but <coughs> what I'm saying, like there is a certain affinity for what Adam West is, and I just can't put the travesty that is Schumacher. You know, a wow. franchise a franchise killer. Okay, mm. it stopped that franchise. That's true. Schumacher's That's franchise. true. That's so true. There's a reason for that. That's true. You know, it, it yes. Just, you kind of, yeah. I think in that for me that argument won because you're right. After Batman and Robin, it was that he submarined any hope of another one. If you submarine a movie franchise, then I can't fight for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they, yeah. Lance is not wrong on any of the points he made. Mm-hmm. No. So 66, I mean, there's such an affinity that they came out with an animated movie, what, uh, five years ago? A redo before Adam West died? They made, yeah, they they made got a couple, a, yeah. And mm-hmm. they had a couple comic book series. Uh, Kevin Smith wrote uh batman 66 and green hornet series mm-hmm. i think he even wrote a batman 66 series mm-hmm. so there's an affinity it. for it I, yeah. I i would argue that it's too low <laughs> honestly but i just like dude sh- the the shark uh what do they call it the spray he had shark repellent he's just the cheesiest shit but dude you can't help but watch it and have a smile on your face <laughs> i see what you mean I see so, that's kind of how i feel with batman and robin though no, Batman that. and Robin, as, I, I as wish was stricken from my memory. <laughs> but Batman and Robin is a career killer because Chris O'Donnell had so much heat on him as he was going to be the next like Hollywood it guy. And he had so much heat on him coming from TV. And this was the movie that was going to push him. And this movie. Was, it, was that like the first movie that everybody was able to shit all over on the internet? Like this movie. Uh, CompuServe. Like, one of those. Yeah. You Alicia well. Silverstone. Uh, I would say that's where Alicia Silverstone's career peaked. Yeah. What has yeah. she done since then? It Definitely killed the so many careers. In, yeah. Well, yeah, she no, cemented herself a supporting cast after that. You can't. You can't say she was in Clueless, which is Clueless. Clueless was nowhere near as big as that. No. Okay. Okay. I understand what you're, you're saying. Budget wise or box office budget. But I'm just saying this movie Clueless is considered a timeless classic. It's a it's a cult to... classic for sure. I'm not yeah. denying This movie yeah, basically yeah. took Chris O'Donnell's career, waterboarded it, and then suffocated it with a pillow. Now he's Cause... doing NCIS. Yeah, so, <laughs> so he had to go back to TV, and everyone's yeah. like, you know, with LL Cool J of all people, right? <laughs> also noted movie star. They couldn't even get Ice T to like reprise his role for or, or like come in. They had to get LL Cool J, which is Ice. Nah, T he was Ice T busy on SVU, bro. He's... <laughs> He's getting that NBC money. He's he's good, man. <laughs> and that commercials that Ice T does for uh, Tide, yeah, uh, car no the car repair insurance. Oh yeah, yeah. the back car never leave the cave without it. Was the nail in the coffin? Yeah, pretty much. Although I wish I had that card was that. bad. Yeah, 
Uh, the iced tea commercials that he does with Tive with Stone Cold Steve Austin are pretty funny. Yeah, this is a cold call. Yeah. So where where are we going with Batman and Robin? D. D. I I think D. It's up to you guys. I came in late, uh, well, halfway through the episode. I so want to say B. It's probably uh, more of a C. You want to see B on Batman? Just, and I, Robin? I have so much fun watching that movie. So like my inside. It's a personal I, 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 I will say okay that. C. <sighs> I don't agree with D, but that's uh, that's up to you guys. I mean, I'm gonna say D because Batman Forever still exists. So, so, then, so then Batman go. Forever is better than Batman Robin, which is why I'm, is like I agree with you. And I could much rather argue for Batman Forever being C and Batman and Robin being D than I can argue for Batman Forever being B. Solo and, says yeah. D. Kyle says C. Um, I'm also I'm gonna say D, but I could see a C. I like the movie. Like it should have a soft spot for the Shoemaker movies, but like. If I'm going at it from like objectively, it was a good movie. I can't argue for Batman and Robin. See, I, I would pick Batman and Robin over Batman Forever just because. Whoa! Kilmer stinks as Batman, dude. Batman but Batman Jim, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey was right, fucking let's do awesome. It. Let's Jim rip this Carrey. Whoa! Whoa! That movie is unfucking watchable. If he was sitting here buying his time from the moment he oh. said. I can't wait to see how we differ on the rest of them. It's just been ri- waiting to rip that Band-Aid. So let's just oh. do it. Let's just do Batman Forever. Let's go. Oh, if there's no. a D, it's wait, Batman you put it. You put Heavens Batman no. Robin at C? Oh. Yeah, Batman, Batman, Robin's Batman, Batman Forever's B, and I don't agree with that. No, 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 no. Your mom, says Batman, <laughs> your mom says Val Kilmer's a pretty shit Batman. Whoa! Take away, take away Jim Carrey and the Seal Kiss for a Rose song, and you got nothing. You got Tommy Lee Jones's weirdest performance ever. No, you got the best until you had the first Batman movie that actually contained a mystery. You had a Batman who struggled with whether or not he was Bruce Wayne or Batman. You had an internal uh, development in terms of the Batman actually becoming something better at the end of the movie than just I'm Batman from beginning to end. There was some actual character development in there. Yes, Val Kilmer happened Ooh. to be him. That's fine. Yes, there were some bad lines there, but you had... Uh, Batman and Nicole Kidman. I, I disagree. Your mom said Nicole Kidman. Is yeah, I'm gonna disagree with the Nicole Kidman. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna disagree with that, but like I see what you're coming from. I do think that the what was Nicole Kidman campy. in that. She was actually in Chase. Yeah, you know, it shows you how long it's been since I watched any. No, it, None it of these out, movies are good. None of them are the good. Year, <laughs> it came out the year I was born. That was a great year in American history. So I also got to give it a chop up for that. All right. Yeah, they, every high school Whoa. student in America is learning about Corbin's birthday and in, in their history books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Batman Forever, baby. No, but yes, the campiness was definitely there. But I'm talking about in terms of the story, in terms of actually having the mystery. The first Batman movie up until this one to actually have that. I think is a big element for a, a character who is titled the world's greatest detective. I'm just saying. Um, I definitely get the campy elements on it as well. We didn't have the bad cod piece or the bad nipples really to take away from it just yet. Chris O'Donnell is a lot more bearable as Robin in that one. Um, I think their suits look less like there. Power Rangers. Exactly. There's, there's, there's not so many little, layers. Yep. And the red and oh no. Exactly. The color scheme wasn't totally off. You still had some elements of like a more darker gotham than just full-blown anarchy like it got later like it it had his moments and it also had um drew barrymore people forget that drew barrymore was in this movie mm-hmm. what? now i gotta check just to make sure but i'm pretty yeah, sure she was she was one of the riddlers um she was one of the henchmen one of uh yep, henchwoman 
Sad fuck. Shows so, how long I've been well. I just can I just point something out, yeah, and I know sugar, sugar. That was your name. I know you guys make fun of me because I tend to look up things online, and I'm not developing my opinion about this because I had it before. But according to Rotten Tomatoes, Batman Forever has a 39% tomato meter. Batman and Robin is 12. So just wow. putting that out there. Well, no, that's, that's telling. I, I've never seen a franchise take such a step backward as for. I think if they if, if they had done Batman and Robin the same kind of way they did Forever, like yes, have some campiness, but also more of a serious note, it'd be better. But the way they handled Nora Freeze, I mean, we don't have to rehash it. We already got them great. But I agree with you on that. I, I think that they both should be in the same kind of area, uh, but I think Batman and Robin was done way better. Now, that being said, I did go back and rewatch it uh, this past week. Um, and then on um, the tech show, I had a wonderful um, Pete pulled out something that I had not realized, which is that, yeah, Valkyrie wasn't the greatest, but there was like some lines where he just straight up sucked. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely have to knock it down a peg now, but like, that's my movie. Or it was my movie until this one. But how much of that Rotten Tomatoes score, too, is the fact that. This is the first. This is the first movie. So we went from the two Burton movies to to this. So this is more like where we got that neo Gotham, the like over exaggerated, very colorful, mm-hmm. like Gotham City, where and, and Tommy Lee Jones over the top, Jim Carrey as a red alert. Yeah. Well, it's it, was, it it turned from from gothic to uh, like neo Tokyo. Everything yeah. is neon. Yeah. Exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. Is I wonder if, and if Robin how much kind of that of swung the pendulum back towards the more goth gothic look, though. Right. So I wonder if that's what gives us that Rotten Tomatoes bump. Is that they had two movies of that that very gritty, dark Gotham to now this, like you said, Neo Tokyo version. So I wonder if that's what gives us that bump. Is just the Wait, fact that the, it's a different. How is thirty six percent a bump though? Thirty six percent above twelve. That's like a terrible score. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, these, movies yeah. Well, these movies aren't going to win the S tier at that at point. At that point, it's like, what's really the difference between a twelve and a thirty-five? You know, you're talking crap movies. They're both Kyle's Batman and Robin. It's only like I'm the only person in the world who likes it. Oh no! I mean, you. I, I like it with. I don't like it as much as you do, um, Ish. But I'm with you on that. I think Batman and Robin, for what it was, was a very decent movie. I just happen to like. Oh, no, I'm. I'm. I'm calling it a night. <laughs> <laughs> I, like Batman Forever I, I thought that I had I'm stressing that I that thought that I was getting fun. him to change his opinion and he just said fuck you Lance no no you make, no listen I, I don't the reason you no <laughs> that did come off wrong Lance no I, I, I don't put a lot into I think at the end of the day like Rotten Tomatoes is a great barometer I think ultimately like you know certain movies Rotten Tomatoes doesn't like I think are amazing you know what I mean yeah um, I agree with that I agree with that but, but I don't you can also it, yeah. look at the audience score so you guys want to know the audience score sure the audience score for batman forever is 32 percent. the audience score for batman and robin is 16 percent. so half up over the critics but that's just about well, so yeah. also so more that's more true. audience liked batman and robin than critics and then vice versa on batman forever the critics liked it more than the audience but by times, of course but there's still, there's there still a disparity there's still a yeah, yeah I, I give I give Rotten ch- Tomatoes a grain of salt. You know what I mean? You guys ever check out Metacritic? I think yes, Metacritic I'm, I'm... is a much better than Rotten Tomatoes, but it's not you know a popular one. But you go to Metacritic and the scores seem a lot more realistic. 
because Rotten Tomatoes also did you look it up Nish? blogs and stuff like not actually yeah, I get what you mean judgment yeah okay so do you want to look and see what Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are at Metacritic yeah let's see that on Metacritic I'm curious they'll probably be really low similar scores too but they're all going to be low scores these are not good movies when you look at every Batman movie you can pretty much put this one Batman Forever and Justice League at the bottom right I mean, well, yeah. Well, this is the time too, where like, if well, you let's get there other, with the rankings. We'll see what. We'll, well if you look at every other Batman out. movie too, like, so this is the first time. So like, you know, Batman and Batman Forever had the same two people playing Batman, Michael Keaton. Then it went to to Kilmer and then to Clooney. So they were switching every movie. So they didn't you didn't even really get a chance for them to find their footing. Yeah. Really, with this character, and then we go into the Dark Knight, three Dark Knight movies with Bale, and then you get two with Affleck, you know, being Batman, Superman, and Justice League, and now you're getting this Pattinson one. So, like, I kind of, I want to give it a little bit of credit. credit. All right, I'm not counting Snyder Cut. I guess we could could throw that in with Justice League. Do you think it makes a difference as far as Batman is concerned? No. Uh, No, No. what Snyder Cut provides over Whedon's version is it fills a lot of holes in the story, but the story's still bland, right? Like, and then and then Zack Snyder could have had a better movie if he didn't take the stylistic choices that he took and is like, I'm gonna make it look like I shot this whole movie through a tape, uh, paper towel roll or something. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) he did stylistic choices, and I'm like, this is unwatchable. You know, this is not what I bought a 65 inch screen to watch you know something that's like on a 14 inch screen you know like he he made a lot of stylistic choices that made the movie not as good but the story is better and and that's yeah it's like a bland steak is still bland no matter what size it is yeah uh okay so you want to know metacritic yeah yeah let's do that okay batman and robin meta score 28 user score 5.8 Batman Forever, Metascore 51, user score 6.7. So it's very similar to what Rotten Tomatoes was. Still, 51 on Metacritic is actually not not too bad for a, like a kind of a popcorn it, movie. It changes red to yellow, so that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. When you look at the color scale. <laughs> but all right, Batman Forever, what are we thinking? It has to be over Batman and Robin, in my opinion. I think Batman and Robin's too high. I would have put Batman Forever at a C. Because mm-hmm. I'm looking at the rest of the field here, and everything else is better than the two that we've just discussed, and you're only giving me three slots to put the rest of the field, except for Justice League, but you're only giving me three slots to put the rest of the field into, and that's that's limiting. I mean, we don't have to put a movie into D. We can say the worst of the Batman movies is a C. Yeah, it yeah. have to be I'm, I'm I mean, kind of fine with but that. I don't know about you guys. If we're putting Batman, so we're going to say Batman and Robin is a, is a C. You don't think that bumps? I mean, Batman Forever is a C. You don't think that bumps? I think Batman is Forever Batman is a down. C, but I do think it's better than Batman and Robin. So by by just looking at, you know, <laughs> I will put, I will by put just Batman looking Forever at how we're, you know, like I, you, I don't I think they're the same B, level. I can't go B, dude. Really? A B? Yeah, I, I can't go B. Think no about way. that, dude. In high school, if you got Bs, those three movies sitting in that C slot, right? Uh, again, you guys are missing. I get what you guys are saying about the movie, but look at the character development. Look at the story behind it. You can't tell me the movie's about to say have better stories, except for maybe one. Tommy two. Lee Jones was terrible in that movie. 
yes, it's not by all means a perfect movie, but there's an A and there's an S tier. I think so Jim B Carrey is like is the terrible Riddler. But terrible okay. like a train wreck way. You can't take your eyes off it because you're like, but what is he doing? Does That's- it pass? Does it pass? When you look at every single Batman property that you looked at, does it pass? Like, think it, of high school terms. If B is C, does it pass? Listen, it, it's okay. It's like that one class where you have that one student who's not quite as bright, but the teacher likes him. That's Batman Whoa. 66. If they get a passing score, then me as Batman Forever have to get one as well. That's how I look at it. I, I mean, like, I get what you mean, and you make a very good point. But again, I think we're missing that, yes, we don't like the casting choices of a few of them. You can't argue that for a time, not the it was the closest choices, to an dude. actual... Well, okay, you don't like the the, the acting performances. It's rather. no, it's not even the acting; it's the direction and the writing that, but, and that it because Val Kilmer is a very good actor. I don't know if you've seen The Saint or Kiss I Kiss Bang Bang, and I love or, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or, or The, the Doors Jr. with him as Jim Morrison. Val Kilmer is a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. And well, George thought- Clooney is also a phenomenal actor. So that's when it comes down to writing and directing. When you know that these people have what it takes to be good actors that's true but there's good actors but it doesn't mean that they're cut out to play i thought the writing in that's right it might be a poor casting choice but good actors can make something out of nothing right we've seen it with with uh, a lot of actors right Mm -hmm. i mean batman versus superman is not a good movie but ben affleck makes you like his batman it's poor writing if we're doing Clooney versus kilmer I am Clooney. Kilmer wins. Hell more charismatic in the role, especially in, as Bruce I agree Wayne. with that. I agree with that. Much but more, I, I, I'm so looking. So much more life and charisma to the role. Who had the best Maybe villain? Maybe not the best, but it's still Val Kilmer. Still way better than what Val Kilmer brought to the table, which was. But who had the like, best like villain? Because movie movies are made by good villains, right? We've seen that with Marvel movies. The worst Marvel movies have really bad villains. The best ones have really good villains. So who had the best villain? Ju- Val Kilmer. Ju- Val Kilmer, Drew Barrymore was. I call it a tie. Arnold and Jim Carrey tie. Arnold was bad, dude. No, he's bad. Stop, Lance. No. Like he looks like an astronaut that fell into a freezer. Like I told Lady Freeze before I pulled the plug. It's a one-woman show. Just for that, I knocked it. Dude, Arnold is bad. Is fucking. Oh, it's so glorious. Jim Carrey changed our perception of what the Riddler is supposed to be. He, they made that version his version of the riddler is what made like the rest of the cartoon shows that we've seen it wasn't but until thank god for part of the time though it wasn't until like i would say probably gotham that we get, got really a different version of the riddler thank god for paul dan and i'm not trying to say one. that that's a good version but what i'm saying is it was the same for a long time well jim carrey i'd say he brought a pretty classic like comic book version yes mm-hmm. but it it, it really it really it kind of brought the Riddler into the forefront, as far as as far as general audiences are con- are concerned. Let, let, let's just put it this way: the director, the writer, have both apologized for making Batman and Robin. No one's apologized for Batman Forever. I think that's to say right there. <laughs> We're doing apology. I feel. <laughs> I mean, George Clooney, the person who wrote it, and they were like, "Listen, okay, we made a mistake. We owe you one." You if know, you have to say about a movie, I just think made, it's funny that Ish says, Clooney look at Metacritic. Movie, Metacritic like, is way better. Well, <laughs> well, no, I don't mean that. Yeah. No, I, it just hit me because I was like, wait a second. No, I, I, I agree. Like, again, I have a soft spot for it, but if the old creator of the product goes, hey, listen, that wasn't our best work, 
Like, All right. I feel sorry. he was bullied. He was I, bullied by angry fans into apologizing. So, so we're gonna go B, <laughs> and we'll see if it gets knocked down here. By okay, if we're going B on Batman Forever, I'll willing to compromise. Do Batman and Robin D, and drop Forever to C. Oh wow! Really? That's where that? I think that's where I think I it should be. But I don't want to make Ish compromise his values because I, Ish is a strong man. I don't mind Ish compromising. I'm values. not, you know, I'm not going to pretend Batman and Robin is, you know, Lawrence of Arabia. You know, my whole argument and is based purely on the we'll, fact we'll, that I just, we'll leave it how it is now. And we'll, once movie. we get some of these other ones on the board, then we'll okay. see how things dominoes fall. I like it. So we're gonna leave it I got. I gotta say, Ish. So your your mom is saying that. Jim Carrey plays the same role in every character or every movie he's in. The number twenty three, uh, uh, what's the the one with he did with Kate Winslet? Yeah, uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Eternal Mario. Sunshine. Hey, he's a good he's actor. A phenomenal. He's a phenomenal he's a actor. actor. His big ticket stuff. Best he's playing comedians the same guy. Are always are great actors. That's not a. Oh yeah, Man, Adam, Adam, Adam Sandler's he... drama roles are great. And you would but never the Riddler think that you could is pull that, that Jim Carrey shtick, though. You're right. They took Ace Ventura the and put him voice, in a in a in a, in a leotard. You know, that's what you expect. Yeah, exactly. A Jim Carrey in a crazy leotard with a giant cane. You know. And they're doing it again for Doctor Robotnik. His bright ass red hair. Yeah. Let's go next. What's next? All right, we're gonna go Batman. Batman uh, Forever. Oh, we already did Batman Forever. God damn it. Um, we we skip Batman Returns. I guess if we're going Batman Returns, we're gonna do Batman Returns. Uh, I mean, Batman Returns is critically okay. I mean, I didn't. I thought it was odd for a Christmas movie. I guess it works, right? Christmas Good follow movie. up. You get Michelle Pfeiffer as the Catwoman. Hell yeah, uh, Danny yeah, points DeVito for that. as the Penguin. That movie is phenomenal. I agree. I, I put it almost. Be. I put it almost at the same tier as, as Batman Forever. I want to no, say no, no, no. As Michael Keaton's first, it's it's almost. It, I think, a, and in many ways, solid, it improves on the first one. Yeah, it's a solid. I put it in an A. I think it's a yeah. great movie. I love that movie. Like you like the, you like Danny DeVito's like overly disgusting version of the. Oh, it's so I do, yeah. and he looks like it. It's like he jumped out of the comic book, dude. Like he looks so much like it. It's perfect. He even had the waddle down and like, oh, dude, the nose. The drooling, like, the I thought it was more grotesque than anything, but. And how he's basically wearing a giant hands. onesie the entire time he instead of his... <laughs> yeah. Did he have flipper hands? He yeah. did. Yes, yes. Yeah. But then he but brings awesome, so much dude. pathos to the role, too. I like Colin Farrell's he's version He's like the better, victim, but... you know? He plays this victim, and but everyone that's has not... to sympathize and feel bad. That's the Penguin as we've had in the last 30 years. Is if, if you remember, after that movie, they changed how the Penguin was done. Cause they no, did the because series. he was that way. He was that way in the animated series. He was for, that, he, he was that way for two years. In the animated series, and they changed it to what he is now. The nightclub owner series, looking Penguin like Penguin is more like Batman sixty six Penguin with the twirling umbrellas and the yeah. monocle and yeah. But well, he, that was Danny DeVito kind of had that. Danny DeVito kind of yeah, had that. He did. Like, yeah, but in a really disgusting, like Matt pointed out, over the top more grotesque, grotesque. Tim Burton yeah. way. But Definitely that is Tim Burton. Grotesque. That's Tim Burton. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I love Danny DeVito as the penguin. I thought oh, it was he's amazing. fucking it. I thought it was fucking inspired. Uh yes. Colin Farrell Colin Farrell to me, that's not the penguin. That's Oh, um, that's that's the penguin to me. I get what you mean. I love that. Like he's not that gross and over too. the top. You, like if you read you, the comics, he's not that over the top. That's Tim Burton right. influence. Which you is fine. See, but Tim Burton is not a Batman writer. Tim Burton did a Batman movie and that was his interpretation, but that is not the interpretation. Because if you read the comics, he's more what you're seeing in 
um, the Batman, and in anything you've seen the last 30 years than he is in Tim Burton. I don't that agree with that. A couple. I, I agree with Corbin 100%. 30 yeah, that's years? Like when, that's like when Kelly Jones and um, Doug Minch wrote Batman. They had Kelly Jones as a horror, right, or a horror um, illustrator. So his Batman was grotesque and over the top and these weird angles. That That's not Batman. That was how he portrayed Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I I'm looking at, I take that same logic and you put it to the Penguin. If you read Batman comics in the 80s, like it wasn't quite like that at all. And then you read just after that, and then you did have a spurt where the animated series and comics took from that, and then they were like, what are we doing? And they went back to I normal just, Penguin. I just don't see as Colin Farrell that character that he's portraying mm -hmm. I, as I'm not, an original mm -hmm. character. I don't see that. I see that same character in a lot of gangster movies. Well, that's the Penguin. No, no, I see what you're saying. I'm trying. Here's what I'm, I'm trying to get you, Lynn. It's like what you're saying is, well, I'm not trying to validate your thoughts at all. I'm yeah. saying though, if anyone was an original character, it was Tim Burton's take on the Penguin. That yeah, was an and original. It, and it was inspired, character. in my opinion. Yes, but if we're going comic accurate, no, no way, and no, it was not. Well, I mean, I think Lance, you, Lance, you mean not inspired by the comics, but just exactly. No, it was like it was inspired. inspired. It was inspired yeah. like, like, it's, like, it's like brilliant. God Himself came down and said, "This is the Penguin," and Tim Burton's like, "Okay," <laughs> you know, like, like I mean, it if was God just, Himself came if down. God was, like, was anything. He's like, Mister Burton. I don't know if God would call anybody Mister, but Mister Burton. God calls me Danny DeVito. It's like Danny DeVito as Wolverine. <laughs> no, it's it's like that that Colin Farrell character is the same guy that I've seen in Gangster Squad and all the nightclub owners and the sleazy nightclub owners or that lower level guy that kind of kind of rises up to take over the whole operation when Sopranos. Listen, yes, I would pay the, the same. They said guy. they were taking off of that, actually. Yeah, is there a rumor? Character. There's a rumor that he's going to get his own spin. -off? He's getting an HBO spinoff. Yeah, it, it better be nice, like yeah. DC's version of The Sopranos. Though. And I hope no one takes it that I think he did a bad, a bad job. I think he. Was I would fantastic. pay money to see Danny DeVito. I think he stole Wolverine. the show. Colin Farrell stole the show. He was. He was great. He was, he really was great. great in that role. But it's the same character that's in every other gangster movie. Well, yeah, no, I, in, in what you're saying, I agree. I think that, again, I'm going from the comic book perspective, which is that he is a deformed gangster with, like, <laughs> some uh, affinity with umbrellas and stuff reference. that we didn't really see. You know what I mean? Like, if we're going by that, like, the character himself is not very original comic-wise. If we're going by, like, what Tim Burton did, absolutely, I give it credit. You know, if that's what you choose to do, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think because it wasn't comic accurate, it lost points for me because it was over the top and gross in a way that I was like, yeah, no, it didn't hit for me the same way. It hit for you different, it hit for others different. That's why people liked it. But actually, the pain was kind of a divisive in that movie, so I can't even say it hit for everyone. But I don't. Mm -hmm. oh, go ahead, Corbin. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, no, I was saying I, I get where you're coming from, though, for sure. I think that in and of itself, I'm not knocking the Penguin for being a, a crime boss because, like, you're right, it's not original. And like Bob Kane and and, and what he did with half of the Batman characters wasn't really original anyway. So you know, it's he's ripping off a lot of guys there. But I agree. I think. You. I think Bob Kane stole most of his ideas. So that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like the Penguin himself is not an original character because Bob Kane rarely did original characters. I'm with you 110. Well, if they're doing sequels to this, then definitely there's room to grow for that character. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Just to go from Falcone's henchman to we'll probably mom, see something a little crazier down the road. You know. Your mom. That's why. That's why God took uh, Alan Rickman was he was set to retire, so he needs somebody to take his place. <laughs> yeah, I really like the uh, the penguin take in the show Gotham. 
That was more accurate. I mean, exactly. He ended up it's being a mix kind of, of the deformed of kind of crime boss. That, like, yeah. again, it's comic accurate, so I liked it. He was but too. It's. He was too, like. I didn't like wimpy. the voice per se. It wasn't macho enough, but whatever. Yeah, he was too, like. And that's the like penguin. as soon like, as the, the pressure was put on him, he'd like cower. That's but that the is the penguin. penguin. Like you're, you're like penguin is not this. Yeah. Like a he's level like, like, mo- yeah. like villain. He's like just this like he's like with the ball, dude. Yeah. yeah. But this new movie, this movie is gonna set him up to be. Well, props. it is, but I think he's gonna do it in an indirect way. Like he's like he's you saw how the Riddler did it. He's gonna come to the top like the Riddler did. Like it's through other measures because he's going to get there but like the riddler said at the end i mean i don't want to go into the movie the riddler was hey i'm not a physical person like, i had to do it a different way like the riddler's gonna have to do it a different way he's not you saw him with batman he wasn't trying to fight nobody he's that's not his way but he's yeah. successful in the way that he does things and i i think that that's i agree with matt like he is a he's a b-tier villain he just is played in a way that you know in certain ways is done well i think and you said it in batman forever you can make an argument that it was done well and I think that's why they had to go that route. I, or Batman Returns, Batman my Forever mistake. is because my he is kind of like that that non-threatening. I mean, he's got a little bit of threat to him, but he's not like a Joker level. He's not no. like an, a Joker level villain. So I think that's kind of why they made him a little bit more grotesque and gave him that edge no. to make him just feel a little bit more menacing, like like he was a, a bigger villain than he actually is. I also think it's I also think it's a take on the elite in America because he was also kind of like like you've seen it in future things like he always has like this proper way of speaking and like he's into nice fancy things and he eats at like a 15 foot long table like he he has this like um executive levels way of living and then to make him grotesque to show how gross these people are i think there's a social view put on the penguin which is why he is the way he is you know what I'm I, saying? I like the top one percent of america I like where you come with that. I will say another thing. I think too. Um, remember those three villains in Batman Forever? Um, it was Batman. It was it was the Penguin. It was Catwoman. It was Max Shrek. Max Shrek had more of the qualities for Penguin, so you can't give him the other qualities. So you had to make the Penguin separate from Max Shrek because you do have the shrewd, you know, conniving kind of businessman who owns the share of Gotham behind the scenes. That sort of thing. Who does that was Christopher Walken? That was that was what the Penguin was. Was Max Shrek? So then the Penguin had to be what the penguin is believed in a totally different direction. So I agree with you. It could be the fact that we could interpret it different ways, I think does speak to the benefit of how decent the movie was. So well and you just mentioned there. uh Max Shrek played by Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. That's another I didn't even element remember that, that just made that movie even yep. better. I that, mean, that is true. Job. So many movies sometimes struggle with oh they went they won one too many villains. I that was that. the first Perfect. movie to try to shoehorn those yeah characters. that was the first superhero movie to try to put in like three or four villains if you remember. Yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, so we'll keep it at we'll keep it at A for now, but I think there might be some tear shuffling here. Mm-hmm. Batman Begins. Didn't like it. You didn't like Batman Begins, movie, dude. What? I don't. I don't remember it. Like it was. It was a movie. I. I know that. Wow, I love that damn movie. movie. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. we're just blown away by what Corbin said. No, I, I'm not even like. Listen, when you guys have your comebacks and stuff. I don't even argument. Like for me, it's a C movie. I'm not whatever you guys oh, that is totally there. It wasn't groundbreaking for me. It was just a movie. Oh wow! Batman Begins is oh dude, I love Kyle Batman says, Begins so much. Kyle says S. My name is Kyle. Says S. Well, there Mom it is. Says, 
Batman Begins changed the trajectory of Batman. I will agree with that. We that's why we got Ben Affleck the way he is. That's why we got Robert Pattinson the way he is. It all starts with Batman Begins. That's why they tried to redo Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield was because of Batman Begins and that whole Christopher Nolan trilogy. It changed the landscape of superhero movies. That's how big that movie was. And the it was movie the first is, time that movie is art in my opinion. I and love that. That was the that first movie. time you kind of got to see Bruce Wayne going through like trauma. His trauma and deal and what you got to forget Batman forever. You got to forget Batman forever. That's the first everybody time wants to forget movies. Batman forever. That's the first time we saw his trauma, though. Like I can't, we can't make up different. I see what you mean, though. But they they try. They, anyway, all right, moving on. <laughs> like the scare, like we got the scarecrow. We got you oh, Sicilian. What's his name? Cillian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Yeah, we got, yeah, we got the Scarecrow. We got, you know, Raz al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul. I have the tiniest little nitpick, but it still bugs me because I thought he was so fucking awesome that Ken Watanabe didn't was the fake Raz al Ghul. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It wasn't mm-hmm. Liam Neeson. I wanted it? him to actually be the Raz al Ghul. He looked so yeah. awesome. And yeah, it ended up being a twist yeah. with Liam Neeson, but I was in my mind, I was like, man, I wish that they had just stuck with that dude as Raz al Ghul. I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of not a huge Liam Neeson fan, <laughs> especially lately, where every movie he's coming out with is essentially taken part 18. Yes. Token. You know? Yeah. I t- every Listen. time my parents are like, oh, I want to go see this Liam Neeson movie. I was like, dude, it's it's taken, but with snow. Is he, it's is he taken, angry but with, with a boat. Yeah. It's taken yeah. with, you know. With a subway. Yeah, it's the same movie over and over and over again. So Liam your mom Neeson says those mo- those movies are the Nolan movies are so overrated. Uh, she I, says I, I it set a new level. Of, I new actually level agree of with that. Those movies carried moving forward. Kyle says S. Quantum Kyle says S. What do you What do you think, Lance? S. Corbin. B. <laughs> okay. You are I so flip floppy. You're like D. D. Hey, like, it's all right. Forget well, I, I said I said because I know it's not going to level it down enough, and you guys had convincing arguments. It was a movie for me. Like I can't give it a D because it was it wasn't bad. It just was. I think it's overrated. I think the next one's overrated too. We're going to talk about that's in that um, Nolan franchise. But I'm not going to say any of those movies are horrible. They're not. But where are you sitting at, Ish? I'd say A. If it's A tier, Batman if, Forever. If, 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 if it's we had put tier, the Batman first two in S tier, I could have put this in S tier, but I can't put an S tier above Batman eighty nine and Batman Returns. Yeah, I, so I think I have it's to say A. I think it's over Batman Returns. I think if this goes into A, Batman Returns goes down to B. Oh no no no! Yeah, I I think that this movie is definitely better than Batman Returns. <laughs> It's I don't just know. Come it still you, doesn't have Quantum. Dane DeVito as the Penguin. Is she going to go fight Quantum? <laughs> Wait, what's going on here? I hope he should fight him. <laughs> I'm going to put him in timeout. Watch your mouth. Respect <laughs> it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> it I liked it. <laughs> All right. I liked it. Um, dark Dark Knight. Is there the, the Is there even an? It's S tier, right? Yes. And he. All right, Corbin, let's hear it. I just think we're giving. I, I'm not going to win this argument, y'all, but I would say B. 
I think I think it got a little bit of an overrated. T- I think it's a little overrated, personally. We talk about we talk about then uh, like the mm-hmm. Danny DeVito being inspired. I would say that Heath Ledger as the Joker was written in a tablet somewhere in Egypt, like hidden a hundred feet underground a million years ago, <laughs> and they found it and had to do it. Like, and you have to remember when he was cast, the internet exploded. Everybody was pissed, much like Robert Pattinson as Batman. Everybody was pissed. Not me. I will go on record as saying I have been a I have been a a supporter of Robert Pattinson as Batman since day one. Yeah, I was cautious the entire time. (laughs) I said I don't know about this one, but whatever. I but people were pissed with Heath Ledger. Like that's just the that's just that's written record. People were pissed over that real quick. He is the best live action Joker we have ever seen, hands down. Yes, Kyle's right there with me. Me and Kyle have been Pattinson supporters since day one. Mm. Like Jack Nicholson, he was amazing, but it was still a little gangster ish. Like Heath Ledger brought that psychotic, like unhinged. The the stuff that you saw from the animated series with Mark Hamill doing, it was like Heath Ledger took that and made it real life. Like the unhingedness, like just at any moment this guy could flip from from on and off and just go crazy. Jack Nicholson. Dude, he, he eats food off other people's plates. That's boss. He walks to the party. <laughs> the pencil That's my trick. favorite part. He walks to the party, just drinks their drink, takes the fucking thing off the plate, eats this. Like he's fucking king of that room. The whole movie, you're trying to guess what this dude's motivation is, and his motivation is he's simply crazy. It's not money. It's, it's not power. It's a big plot hole because his plot with the bombs and stuff, if you think about that's it, stupid. makes zero sense. And I think that's kind of well, the that's one, that's just Chris one negative being of a that little bit too cerebral for all of us. <laughs> his, his plot makes no sense. It's but you do the whole movie, you're like, what? Why is this guy doing what he's doing? And you look at it and you're just like, oh, he's crazy. He doesn't want money. He doesn't want power. He doesn't want. He thinks he is Batman. Like they, he thinks they're the same person. Heath Ledger is the reason we got the Joaquin Phoenix movie. They wanted more of that, and sure, Joaquin Phoenix sure. took that and dialed it up to well, that eleven. And speaking too. of why is we should have put Joker on this tier list because it is a it's Batman not a Batman movie. No, Bruce Wayne's in it. Yeah, mm. but I, I know, I, you know, how I turn against that. I get where you're coming from, Lance. But the director himself had said before the movie went out that it was a combo movie. Then they try to walk it back afterwards. That was fake to me. Nah, you said at the beginning it wasn't a combo movie. It's not a combo movie. You, that's what that's what he uh, his words himself. And then once so there's not men in money, tights, and there's not men. There, you know, there's not superpowers, and there's well, not... Batman. However, unfortunately, is a super is, is a superhero. So like, you know, unfortunately, we got we got to have we got to have a superhero for Batman. But you could argue, Bruce. You could argue this new this new movie is so grounded that he's not a superhero in this new movie. Oh, he's I a would dude. Not. He's a vigilante in a suit. He doesn't. He's not a superhero. I agree with that. This I would not argue that. Deconstructs his superhero status completely. I think so deconstructing is one thing, but saying that one is another. He saves people heroically, but he is not a superhero. Right. Right, I would disagree with he that. He didn't but... have all these nifty tricks and stuff. He's a dude driving a Kawasaki down the road, like, you know what I'm saying? The movie like, doesn't even present him. There's no iconic. The 
you know, the you know, statuesque Batman, you know, I saved God. No, he's well, it's you too. Whenever they show like, Batman, they're still developing. Dude, he is. Oh, dude, I could not disagree most, with y'all more, but I understand. The most ground, well, what is your definition of a superhero? Well, what is, I would say, what is your definition of just heroic? Like, what he was doing, everything okay. from heroic, heroic and superhero are two different things. Liam Neeson and Taken is heroic. So Those that's are the two case, different then, things. If that's the case, then we're going to have a ho- ho- heroic on um, Gotham PD series. Vin, Vince, or Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furies, Fast and Furious is heroic. He's not a superhero. If we're going by the definition of superhero for me, I'm reading it, benevolent fictional hero. Now that would be what I would consider this Batman. No, he's not. He's that's that's what makes this movie so great is he's not a benevolent fictional hero this could actually happen yes but then that means that you could have a superhero actually here but you we don't but you could so if you're saying if you're using that definition then vin diesel in as as dominic uh toretto is a superhero because the dude can fly a ferrari from one building to another it's all about family that is a flawed definition look it up Family makes you a superhero. Right? I mean, yeah. And I would call that more science fiction. So, I mean, it depends. If we're going to shift on rules on what it is or what isn't a hero or what it's a I'm just using your own argument against you about the Joker. <laughs> Kyle says well, he is a superhero. He lives his life who, a quarter the mile Joker time. isn't a superhero. No, but I'm you, you said that it's not a comic book movie. That's not you were using this whole argument. I just used your argument against how you. because there's no hero in no because you there could is argue a hero that Joker. Batman. You could argue that Joker saves an entire population of sheep into oh. waking up and seeing what the the the, the destruction destruction of these of these obligarch uh, uh, around them and I they rise up against them he is in that movie a hero he wakes how is people he a up hero? he's a chaos agent he's not a hero he's not waking but up anyone look, to do anything look at the look <laughs> they don't at do anything. look There's at no, what happens what would be the crisis what's the what is the the, the crisis the antagonist is, a, is that oppressed the the crisis is this oppressed people by these by these by the and upper one percent. At the end of it, because what, he what makes happens? them open their eyes, and they're he, still oppressed. No, they revolt. That's the whole. They end have of the a movie. revolt, and then and that's not the end of the movie. I mean, that's the end. Like they start revolting, but it's not like they have the power back and everything. Like no, he hasn't. Oh, yeah, we don't know. It doesn't anything. tell you. It doesn't tell you what happens. The end of the movie. So we don't know revolting. if he's a hero or not. Well, one can make the I'm argument saying, that that's not what I'm saying is that by his actions, whether they were evil or not, saved an entire wrong. population of people. It's not a stretch. They it saved it. No, it's not. No, it's not. It, it he, kinda, they, these people were being impressed, and they I'll were held maybe, under the maybe thumb. The Joker, in his own mind, he's a superhero. Yeah, yeah I was going to say I wouldn't make the argument that he would be a hero. Maybe in the yeah, the hero of one story. Absolutely, I'll make that argument as well. But. I would no. I would not. So let's that. take it this way. Let's take it this way. Let's look at the Punisher, okay? Or let's look at Peacemaker, right? They the anti-heroes. Killing, they go off killing people. And I would say that Joker, the Joker, is the not as a pot as as opposed to Heath Ledger's Joker or Jack Nicholson's, who are truly villains. In the Joker's own mind, Joaquin Phoenix, he is a hero. He is saving and impress people no matter how delusional he is much like peacemaker so he's an anti-hero then just like peacemaker just like the punisher but yeah you know they're more heroic but what he does but what he does saves and it yes so anti no matter how no matter how delusional and how wrong the his methods are the end result is better 
Well, look, it goes back to the analogy that everyone is the hero of their own story. That, so the Joker yeah. is his own, is giving you his story through his point of view, which He's is no twisted, which yeah. leaves you questioning the events of the reality of that movie. Was what happened real? Was what happened? Took off in Joker's head. But in, in at, the, at the end of the day, you are the hero of your own story. So therefore, Joker would be not a superhero. He could be looked at as the hero of that tale in his own mind. But he's not a superhero. Yeah. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to equalize it to the movie I just saw yesterday, as far as well, the the realism behind it. And you could like, for instance, with the joke, in a minute, I want to know where the I want to know where the Dark Knight ranks. <laughs> That's what I, I, I put an S. <laughs> I thought I answered that question. It's an S for me. I'm just saying Corbin's argument is moot. <laughs> no, we'll get into that when we talk to Batman. Like I don't. Oh, know. strongly disagree, but we'll get into that because he, but he's saying basically that we have superheroes all around us, but no one's doing what the Batman did. So therefore, as grounded as it was, it's still a superhero movie. So congratulations, I, Matt Reeves, for both, pulling off the impossible. But I hear he did. both of your points. But here's what makes this an S movie for me. Up until this point, even comics, the Joker had that feel. Like if you want to go, like even the Batman animated series, Joker was very much the '80s. You know the adam west era-esque joker like it was that he wasn't that like serial sinister clown, clown killer prince. he was the mm. clown prince of crime yes he was the clown prince it, it you kind of you got the same thing from nicholson it wasn't until we got the heath ledger portrayal of the joker in this sadistic just real like doesn't give a fuck way like it said taking food off people's plates you know blowing up a hospital and and making a joke about it you know just this real sadistic way that kind of pivoted even in reaching the medium of comics of how people wrote the Joker. It pivoted how Scott Snyder wrote the Joker. You got a more brutal, more vicious, more sadistic Joker. And I loved every second going down the line now after Heath Ledger's portrayal of it. So wherever, wherever you want to cut it, I think this movie is an S just because of the, the cultural impact on the culture. Yes, exactly. The cultural effect. Like, that that portrayal and it's gonna go down everyone compares to heath ledger now like you you get the comparison to jack nicholson only if you don't feel like it's good enough to compare to ledger like it's like ledger nicholson that's that's the and mark hamill get. i don't even count mark hamill because he's oh, just man. animated series like yeah me, and then that's separate if you want to talk animated series you can get into that but it, talking animated movies we can get into that because yes nobody touches hamill at that point but as far as like this goes, it's it just is, man. You know, I and, would argue without this movie, you would not have this Batman movie that we just watched, and you would not have the Joker. And that that to me, these two movies are the best two Batman properties ever made in live action. Joker and the Batman are cream of the crop for me. Because it was so set. and That's what makes Batman so awesome is how real that character could be. Iron Man can't exist, right? Captain America can't. None of these other characters can really exist in real life, no matter how wait, much wait, money wait. you have. Iron Man, if Iron Man, Batman can exist, Iron Man can exist. No, because we've seen them try to reproduce the technology that Iron Man uses in his suit, and it's impossible right now. 
So yes, maybe in twenty years, thirty years, when when technology, re- but it's not to that point. I mean, when the grapple gun is being utilized, the jet effect, yeah. When I when I see the grapple gun and and people swinging around the skies, you know, willy nilly, I'll I'll be on the Batman train. We for literally that have Batman flying <laughs> through the air like Superman in this view. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, with the pair, but, but with the pair, that's just, real technology. The yeah, but it's not really done. Like it's stuff that can be done, but isn't done. Yeah. But yeah, what I'm I, saying is that nothing in this movie is outside the realm of possibility. Well, I mean, what you're saying the technology in Iron Man is outside the realm of possibility. Like, the technology I think that the Batman has in some movies. In this movie, I think that was the most grounded we've seen. But even then, you're not going to see it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, not going to happen. You're not, like, but it's not outside. What I'm trying to say is it's not outside the realm of possibility. Matt, help sure, me but, out but, here, man. I, I <laughs> I'm not saying we see it. It kind of is, though. Iron you know, like, you cannot like, put. You can see a world where it happens, but we haven't seen it happen yet. So, therefore. It, it, it's not here. You know what I mean? Like, cannot, oh my gosh, it's so close I can almost taste it, but it's not here, so I can't taste it. Think Therefore, about, it's no, not here. You know? But think like, about I, Iron Man <laughs> and Batman are not on the same level. You cannot have an arc reactor in your chest that powers an entire AI suit that's nearly skin tight yes. and have have these, free, what do they call the things? You're not having Listen. Batman here. You're not having Batman. You have like you, you're not having Batman. I just don't know how to say like it's out. Like I get where you're coming from. You're right. Like I'm not comparing everything that Batman happened in this Iron movie. Man. You could go find it on YouTube. But, people but, are doing yeah, you it. You can find I say instance of one or two people doing it. You cannot find like an everyday occurrence because it's not that. But Bruce, Wayne I'm gonna put is it this way. If anybody's There's doing a lot of people like Bruce Wayne, Wayne. Not a Batman. Poor champion can't do this <laughs> night after night. Jumping from Jeff, Jeff obviously sensationalized, but what I'm saying, either one of them, it's not even him. Any billionaire, I'm not sure how many billionaires there are. It's not a thing. You could get one or two people that are dedicated to the cause to do exactly one of what the Batman has. What I'm saying, Batmobile type vehicle, one grapple gun 30 feet into the air. Come on, Lance. No, no, dude. Everything that happened (laughs) in this movie, don't look at like that's not possible. Jeff Bezos is working on it, guys. Oh my right? god! Whether can, whether you think one guy space, could do it all or whatever, obviously it's, not what you think. it's just not there. It's not it possible. Has, this technology exists, Corbin. I'm not talking about the technology exists. I'm talking about the means of it being done. It's not going to happen. Like you are not yes, understanding what not I'm be, saying. No, I'm understanding. It just doesn't make any sense. No, I agree with, I agree with <laughs> that. Okay, okay. <laughs> this all next question. When you when you are. Obviously, nobody is doing this, but what I'm saying is that every if you look at everything that Batman does in a in a in a in a in a limited scope, paragliding uh, uh, through the city or driving or cars, or everything he did, everything is realistic. Is what I'm saying. It's not it's Iron Man's not. Plausible. You cannot put so the Punisher is realistic. Then. So the Punisher is realistic. Yes. Well, I mean, what are you? What what are you trying to? What is your point? What I'm saying is, it is so grounded. It is so grounded that these movies would not exist without the Dark Knight. If, well, if that, that, that night wasn't grounded, though. Like it wasn't that grounded, like this one. This what? one on. was Hold better on, than Corbin. that by a wide scale. Corbin, to what? your point, if you want to be realistic, the Punisher is realistic because it doesn't take a lot to spray paint a, a no. That's, skull not, on that's, your chest that's, and go that's exactly what I'm saying. Angle. That's the argument, but I'm saying like really, I'm just trying to say you cannot compare Batman and Iron Man because that is not realistic. You can compare Batman and Iron Man the fact that neither of those things are real life right now. You can take aspects of them and say it's possible, but neither of that is real life. Real yeah, like the Iron stuff Man that Bat- is magic or anything. That's exactly, exactly. Iron Iron working on some type of machinery or whatever. It's not there yet, it, but it's not the, just like it could be. It could be, it could be you know? just like flying cars in the Jetsons. Okay, 
It could be there. We don't know. What I'm saying is everything we saw in this movie that I watched yesterday, it exists today. It exists. I'm well, just not. The Batmobile. That yeah, suit, you no can Batmobile. go on North Face and buy those suits. The one that he float through the air, you can buy it right now. Yeah, and, and then see it actually be. I'm not. I'm not sure what 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 you what is what is the end game of that. Though? People like, are doing it now. People are doing. You can pay. You can pay money to do it in Hawaii. It so exists. you can do it as a tourist attraction. You can do it as a one-off thing. You can't do it to save people. You can't do it from the police. Like, I'm you not, are like, looking. You are. Taking, you are taking my argument and warping people, it. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm using against you. Those, I'm doing just what you did. Suits are, <laughs> like people. Use what I'm saying is that everything exists. In that. Listen, he's he's right. You're gonna get. You get the, that wingsuit. Ex- it does exist now? Does a version of it exist where it transforms from a cape down into like Obviously. a flying machine? No, it doesn't. But obviously, but you don't have to stretch the imagination as far as right. I'm not arguing the levels of it. I'm arguing that you have to do it. I think maybe I'm misinterpreting your argument because I'm thinking that you're saying you don't have to do it all. I'm like, yeah, you do. But if you're not no. saying that, then we're arguing semantics. Here's my I'm argument. Is the, be- is the Dark Knight better than any other movie on this list? <laughs> not for me. Okay, for anybody in the chat and anybody else in the panel, is Dark Knight better than any other movie? I thought we answered that. <laughs> right, we talked about best. the Joker. We talked about the Joker in Dark Knight. Heath Ledger. The Joker. What yeah. about? Wait, what about Two Face? I thought it was horribly done. We still. I feel like we still have yet to get a good Two Face story. I feel like this Two Face was better than Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> that was the low bar. <laughs> was that was the I liked him. It was. I like liked him. It was T's face. Yeah. Yes. We really I liked him face. because I liked him because you see the Harvey Dent and the journey that he takes to become Two Face. I liked all that. And then we, okay. we really didn't get the other journey. I was about to say we got a way too right. fast too. It fell short on there. But what makes this movie so amazing is the Joker. is Heath Ledger. Not, yeah, I see that too. He true. out of all these movies, all these movies that are on this list, and including the ones that aren't on the tier yet. We have two phenomenal villains, and the rest of them are meh. Right? All right. You have the Riddler, and you have Joker. Dark Knight Rises. What about Penguin? I'm not going to put him uh, from the movie I saw yesterday, and and the Joker and and Heath Ledger. Yeah, he's not on that tier though. He's the top of the rest of them, but Heath Ledger and and uh, Paul Dano cream of the crop for me that movie the crazy two-face they can do in a bat agree agree what they can do a crazy two-face now in this in this new movies i hope so and i hope it's in real life and i hope you know like the penguin kind of had it like kind of that scarring and stuff like you could do that and make it kind of realistic um that's kind of what i was hoping they would do with uh electro in the Spider-Man movies, because we've seen in the games, he kind of has all the scarring that kind of puts that scar in, like the start mm. is more, it's more grounded a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping we'd see that. You could do that with a Two-Face and not make it, that's the one argument I have about the Dark Knight is it was so, it was so bad that obviously that's not real. You can't survive. It reminded me of the Breaking Bad scene with um, Fried Chicken Guy. What's his name? Gus Freen. Yeah, thank you. Gustav. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was almost to that level. You know uh, his face, the way it was charred like that, and and it was so it was so overdone that obviously that can't exist, right? But, but okay, we are talking about comic book movies, so I, I could tell Lance what you want out of Batman comics is absolute realism. Because I is get that what all is that, that what everyone wants? Because I, I was thinking yesterday, as much as I loved yesterday's movie, I'm like, 
I don't know if I want Batman to be as real fucking un, as realistic as possible. Is like is that the Batman I want to see? Don't don't get me wrong. I want to see Ben Affleck continue. I want to see that. I'm excited yeah, for the Flash movie too. coming up. I want to see Ben Affleck continue because I love that. What yeah. I'm saying is that if you're doing like an Elseworlds thing like what this Batman movie is supposed to be, right? Joker was an Elseworlds thing and that this is an Elseworlds thing, right? If you're doing that, I see so much sensationalism when it comes to comic book movies. It's it was awesome to see something like this that was so you, grounded. You think this is an Elseworld thing? I don't think it's not an Elseworld, say, but I, it's I like think, I think what I think are they calling it like, when it's outside of their DCEU? Well, what I are think they calling it? No, you, that's what they angry. call it. Yeah. Separate the, continuity. But I think they're both saying that like by gaslight or the DCEU verse they tried to build shit to bed. So but now they're still they're, continuing because we're getting Aquaman, Black Adam. Flash. Well, they still got parts of it, yeah, but they're pivoting out of it. Like they're pivoting it to these these different characters. Like if you're looking at Black Adam or Peacemaker, you know, it, they're moving away from that because that's what the Joker showed them is that people want these. They don't want the connected universe when it comes to. You DC. can't use Peacemaker as that because they bring they bring the Justice League into. Yeah, it. that universe is all the same now. And Wonder yeah. Woman is going to continue. We're going to get a Wonder Woman three. We're well, most we likely going to get another Aquaman. We're most likely going to get another Flash. Well, yeah, we are getting likely... another Aquaman. This we are year. getting another Aquaman this no, year. No, I'm saying in addition to that. Oh, I hope not. Probably, I'm. Yeah. I'm. And they've greenlit Wonder happen. Woman four. Wonder, Warner Brothers it. wants to be in the Jason Momoa business. Oh I yeah, for sure. It. It's we will get another fun. one, and we we'll probably get another fucker. one after that. You, they have some of the biggest, like Zachary Levi's a huge star right now. Gal Gadot's a huge star right now. Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, not so much. Yet. Is Zachary Levi a huge star right now? Because nobody he's went to getting go see there. His his, his his nobody went to go see his new movie because it was released on Christmas Day, and it was also when Spider Man came out. Well, if you're a big star, <laughs> none of that should matter. I saw that yeah. movie. Well, you're a movie. You're a movie aficionado, though. I think Kurt like, Warner order. story. Anyways, I, I thought that movie was great, but he is—he's much further along than his days when he was in Chuck, is what the, argu- the argument I'm trying to make. And Shazam, people did go see that. Dark Knight Rises is an S tier movie. Yeah, right? Most people you ask who played Shazam, I'm gonna say B. They no, don't know. I, They're like, I, I like the guy. I don't know his name. He's not a—he's not a star. Cards is B across the board for Nolan verse. No, I—I—I yeah. I, I can't put the Dark Knight give, Rises as give S. that man a B. The Dark Knight Rises for me is a B. I did not like that movie. I agree. Yeah. And, and the West Catwoman a lot too. Dark Knight mm-hmm. Rises falls apart in the third act. Completely makes the zero whole sense. Robin thing with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. They nah. completely shit the bed with that. Kyle says D. Tom Hardy. They had to go in there and redub all his lines because you couldn't yeah. understand him in the trailer, and you still yeah, couldn't understand him. Dark Knight Rises is not good. In my no, opinion. Jim Gordon in a, in a city as big as Gotham, Jim Gordon runs around and checks every fucking garbage truck. He is, by and then finds <laughs> the one with the bomb. Like, yeah. Yes, also, Talia was the worst reveal ever. Everyone yes. saw that coming. I'm not even a movie person, and I was like, yeah, it's Talia. Like, I mean, it was, and that, and it was before. too late too for the reveal. Like, reveal yeah, it, it was, oh, it was obvious, too late. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It made me laugh. Is that the movie where she? falls through the floor in the truck yeah with the worst death scene <laughs> have you seen that where she like dies and then wakes up and dies oh yes thank you for reminding me <laughs> I, this you know because just... of that i never went to go see another one of her movies <laughs> she ruined it for you. that 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 performance in that movie made it to where i'll never go you watch another one the of actress oh this no but i did see that iconic, wasn't she inception that iconic yeah, she comic was. Book, I saw breaking that the back she died in that too like... much better though what'd you say matt 
I said that movie gave you the icon the iconic comic book moment of Bane breaking Batman's back though. Like yes. that was when that happened. But that wasn't, was, that was talked that about wasn't Bane to me. Like, for your ages. spirit or your body. Why? Go. Because he wasn't a luchador. <laughs> yeah, remember Bane really from Batman and Robin had Bane. I, yeah. But isn't that the grounder that you're looking for, Lance? Like, like isn't it, that what you want Bane to be? <laughs> I think, he also I held think... the entire city hostage for five months, and we still don't know how. Right. Nope. Yeah, it's bomb just, on a it's, bridge, I guess. One bomb on one bridge. Working with the Riddler. Not the Riddler. Tom, Tom Hardy sees himself as this like Shakespearean actor, and I and I just don't see it. I think he's an amazing actor. He's a good actor, but have you ever seen the movie Bronson? That... No, this but I've seen him Lawless, and he's great in Lawless. And his performance in Bronson is fucking. Unreal. I'll have to watch that one. But uh, he's a good actor. But in Bane, he gets tr- he tries to get like too artsy with it because he's behind the mask. That's the one thing an actor like that hates is I'm behind this mask. So what am I going to do? How am I going to act? So you yeah. have to like figure out something. I just else. think it was the poorly voice, written. The body. Yeah, I just think it was poorly written. He looked more like he's wearing. They that might fur just coat. be a tough a tough live action sell. Just because it yeah. is a dude in a mask who just rages on adrenaline energy. I thought know? he was badass in the Schumacher thing because he looked like it. Like that's what it. That's what I think Bane. He looked like he jumped off the comic book. Well, comic wise, yeah, but Definitely like comic realism book. wise, no. No, no, it's not realistic. But yeah. I would argue well, I that what you want it, huh? I would argue that Nolans are not as realistic as some of the new stuff we're seeing. Yes, yeah, well, you're wrong. The Batman, right? There's a movie where Tom Hardy sits in a car for an hour and a half talking on the phone, and it's crazy. It's so compelling. Isn't that he's called really, cell phone a, or something? No, no, it's not cell phone. I forget what it's called. That was really a good. trend for really a while. You remember it started that, with like deep oh, water or something about, like wasn't that. Wasn't that a continuation? Wasn't that a sequel to Phone Booth where you find out that he's actually talking to Colin Farrell the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. All right, that's hilarious. Batman, Superman. That's D, right? Wait, what do we do with Dark Knight Rises? Okay, it's Dark Knight Rises went to a B. Went to a B. Or with the same place as Batman Begins? No, Batman Begins is an A. A. It's the same place no. as Batman Forever. You happy now? Yeah, it's on the same level <laughs> of Batman Forever. Okay. There's no way. <laughs> Bane's shitty voice. Oh, you see, know, I thought that uh, – so the screen was too small. I thought the one I was looking at in B was Batman Begins. I couldn't read it. No. So yeah. with Bane's shitty voice, even though with Bane's shitty voice and the shitty plot lines and all that, there's no way it's as bad as the Adam West Batman and Batman and Robin. <laughs> True that. It's still so. a Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie. Yeah. But Batman with v Superman, though. Okay, so here's where Is I this struggle. regular version or extended cut? Good question. I'm gonna be that. That's guy. exactly the I argument I was gonna make. Huge difference. I love extended cut. Extended cut's really good. Well, I, guess I should. I should. I should. I'll give you extended retract. cut. It's better. <laughs> it's not really good. It's better because extended it fills plot holes. You think it's a B? Mm. It's a B. I think for the whole Martha thing alone, it's a C. I would put it C, but simply I'm I'm putting it at C because I can't have it at the same tier as Whedon's movie. Dude, it's a C. It's a C for me because 
I went to an early showing of this and like when he falls in the ground and then he's like like lifted up by that circle of bats and and all that it's just dude this movie was just bad it's not the batman v superman you wanted like you wanted like that frank miller dark knight returns you know and the one that teased but i felt affleck brought that frank miller look elements affleck is the best part of any of these movies he brought elements but i don't think it was it didn't pay off the way yeah i don't look at like oh that's frank miller batman personified but there are elements i agree that were there Trust me, Ish, I was looking for that so much, and Dark Knight Returns is, like, my favorite. Like, Gotham, my Gaslight is, like, right up there, but Dark Knight, like, Returns is, like, the cream of the crop for me. Well, I mean, that's considered one of the best, you know. Exactly. And in my mind, rightfully so. Yeah, agree. like you said, exactly. So, like, I was hoping for it, and, like, there were parts of it, but, like, when I think of that book, I don't. I think of Peter Weller before I think of Ben Affleck. And here's where this Weller. list got me, got me struggling, yeah. because... Wow. Do I think Batman v Superman is as good as The Dark Knight Rises? No. Do I think it's as bad as Batman Forever or Batman and Robin and the original Batman movie, the Adam West? No. It's That's why I think all the Schumacher movies need to move down. Like I think that <laughs> like this each one needs to be moved to a D, and I think Batman and Robin needs to be moved to a D. Okay, so here's now where I struggle. Uh, well, Ish doesn't agree. Well, here's where I struggle. Here's where I struggle. Justice League is horrible, unwatchable, pile of shit. You put Batman and Robin on the TV, I may sit down. Batman <laughs> <laughs> Robin's fun. Oh, he's so amazing. It's not, that's not telling a lot. That means that the rest, like every other channel is showing, you know, infomercials. Okay. And I, and I need something to watch. And that's the only thing I watch. Right. I'm on a deserted island. And I can either choose between Justice League or Batman and Robin. I'm throwing Justice League to keep myself warm in the fire, you know, and I'm keeping Batman and Robin. If I, if you know what I'm saying? Like, so what it's about not BBS or Batman Forever? You got to pick one on your island. I'd rather watch Batman I, I, Forever. Uh, I'd rather yeah, watch BBS. Okay. I, I'd rather watch Batman not forever, the extended cut forever. forever. We're talking about uh, not the extended cut. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Are we are we talking about the because I'll watch the yes, extended, extended cut, cut. Over, I'll watch the extended cut before I watch forever. I mean, Batflick, yes, like it showed us that he was a good choice for Batman and made me want more Batman. He was the saving grace of Batman in that movie, but the writing's terrible. The plot just sucks. I just I don't know. But I, the extended version is is much, much, much better. And and I actually bought the extended version on 4K. Like I have watched it a couple times. But I like here's that my one. issue with that. At what point do you do we stop that with the DC movies? Because you're getting like the original cut of the the Batman I read was like six hours long. You already got people clamoring for that. You got people release the the Schumacher cut of Oh, you're exactly not, right. Not the Schumacher cut, air cut. Release release the air cut of Suicide Squad. Release exactly the right. the Snyder cut of of Batman. At what point in these DC movies do we stop with extended cuts and, and when all that? Warner because Brothers gets the, the fuck out of the way? Cut is the proper one. Uh, when Warner Brothers, when Warner Brothers gets the fuck out of the way and lets these guys make the movies they want to make. Okay, six hour movie, that's stretching it. But if if everything I read about why, why David Ayers just did it with the Snyder cut, does it? That's like a five hour movie. 
yeah, it's not good. I don't like it. <laughs> but but he added a bunch of stuff after. Like so that wasn't really his it wasn't really his like a director's cut. It was like his redo. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really it's consider totally that yeah, it was almost a like director's remake. cut. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Ayer's cut, like if they don't let him film anything else and he pieces it together the way he does and uses existing, that is a true definition of a director's cut. Warner Brothers, if everything I read about that movie is true, Warner Brothers got way too involved and that's why that movie sucks. They let James Gunn make the movie he wanted to make and who, liked, who here liked The Suicide Squad better than – or what? Which one's the and which one's not? <laughs> it's the airs. The, the airs. Yeah. Okay. Who yeah. like guns or airs? You know, they're 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 light years apart from each other. You I know, get what a, I get what Matt ooh. is saying though. It, that could be annoying. Like you get a movie and then they're like, "Well, this is the other version. And this is the better version." It's like, well, we've been having directors all, cut forever. Time, we have Ridley's complain on something being improved. If we're like, well, we had this movie. This is the improved version. I was like, well. I'm, I have to take the improved version. I'm not going to say I, no. I just think it's the, bullshit you know? that director's cuts have to exist. That is just overreaching well, from the production studios. But you, you hire a director, let them do their job. We're also to blame for that too as fans because you look at the Suicide Squad. What happened to the Suicide Squad that changed it? Deadpool happened. So you, that's why when you get that movie, it's two. you can pinpoint it's two different movies. At the beginning, it's one movie. And then about the time they're getting their boots on the ground, it's a completely different movie in the Suicide Squad. Like, because they went back and they were like, all right, well, we don't like this. Warner Brothers? People are, well, yeah, because they're like, people want that funniness, the comedy that Deadpool has. We're going to bring that with Harley Quinn. So they went and they had, I believe they had the person who cut the trailers recut the movie. So that's why it's like at one point, like the beginning of the movie is like the trailers and then it Disjointed. switches. Wait, yeah, which, which it, Suicide Squad are you talking about? The Ayers one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's two different movies, and you can almost pinpoint the time, the minute it changes tones. Here's the other thing, though. I agree. The, the reason I don't have much faith in the Ayer cut is because of Jared Leto. Well, I think that's all you're going to get from the Ayer cut is you're going to get to see more Jared Leto. And, I'll take, and no you know matter what? What, what he does. I'll take it. I, I think know. I. I think if if we get more Jared Leto, I think that character will be more appreciated. How many Marvel directors have come out and said that's not my cut in the movie? Yeah, it's I because, mean, it's I because going... when they're when they're negotiating, Marvel says this is where we're trying to take the story. Make your movie. I guess the only one who said that is uh, Mickey Rourke. Oh yeah, because he says oh, like he says like crazy. forty minutes of Whiplash was cut out of Iron Man two and like. He wants the Mickey Rourke cut. Yeah. Where's the Rourke cut? I always yeah, want some more whiplash in my life. I have a hard time with Iron Man 2 because it was like when they were first starting. You know what I mean? Like it's so towards the beginning oh, I love that Iron they would they hadn't really gotten their legs. If you look at everything that came out prior to Iron Man 2, like Iron Man was great. Like, don't get me wrong. It was fantastic. But I think Iron Man Iron 2 Man, showed they knew what they what they wanted out of these movies. Yeah, I, I just sequences, think that, the Grand Prix, that's so badass at the end with yeah. War Machine and Iron Man back to back taking on all the drones. Like that was bad. Next time, ass. baby. Next yeah. time. <laughs> I just I just feel I just I just feel like there there's a reason why you're getting all these Warner Brothers directors saying, you know, I mean, you haven't heard James Gunn say it because they let James Gunn do what the hell he wanted to do. 
right? And look what and look what it's doing. And for. look what it did. But the I only think reason Marvel, we have directors' cuts because these these production Marvel studios Disney, get too involved. Those directors are yes men. Yeah. No, only you, once in a while you tell me James, that you think you get the James Guns and you get those guys. John Favreau's and Kenneth Branagh directed a Thor movie. I'm sure they didn't fucking boss him around. But then you get like the Russo brothers and Webb doing the Spider-Man movie. He, they just do whatever the producers. Tell I think them. the Russo those brothers movies made, are, are directed by the producers, not the director. I think the Russo brothers made the movie they wanted to make. I do think that I, I I truly do because then you look at Cherry and you look at the way they directed that movie and you can sure see they a lot. did like, and it was also the movie that Disney wanted. To I like make. this so I think point that right was here. A perfect pairing. They made. They might the not movie. be saying any. They might not be saying anything until a movie tanks because you haven't really had a Marvel movie tank. Have you got yet. Black Widow? Black Widow. I wouldn't say Black Widow tanked. Though. I don't think so. You know, but they're poorly success, received. But... They're poorly received. Black Widow. The Eternals. There's a difference between poorly Captain Marvel and not making and, money. Yeah. If Justice the, League made Marvel money. Made a billion dollars. Are you kidding me? Justice League made money. Yeah. Justice League made money relative to other DC movies, but that was like widely panned and not nearly enough of what they wanted. I would say the other movies kind of met expectations. I mean, Black Widow was pushed what two years and came out during a pandemic at the end of the day. Like you know, there was a lot of issues. And nobody wants make. an extended version of Black Widow. Trust no. me. No, oh, no fans no. are claiming for that. <laughs> I didn't even really want the the regular version of Black Widow, so. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, I want to know. I want to know how much left. Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman made eight hundred and seventy-two million dollars. So close to a billion. Well, well is that we just got an extended theater, cut. or is that? Are you talking? That's their leads? box office. That was okay. yeah, the original run. Yeah. It was a successful movie. It warranted the Justice League being made. That was but how much the, of that is hype driven though. That's the that's, hype of Ben mm. Affleck. Okay, let's look at well, the hype of also. Remember, it came movie. out. It had a twelve percent Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it was like the entire world laughed at but that movie. You, look at this twelve percent movie, and it still went on to make almost a billion dollars, despite that. everybody shitting all over it from day one. So obviously, other factors than oh, the movie was bad because people still wanted to see for themselves. And this is Batman and Superman, so fuck yeah, you're gonna go see it. Yeah, right. All right, Justice League. Where are we putting Justice League? Low Justice League made seven hundred million dollars. By all I, accounts, on a three hundred million dollar bu- budget. By all accounts, it was so, a success. So, so it broke even. It was yeah. successful. I mean, they 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 were in the red. It didn't lose money. Essentially, no. You take the worldwide gross, you cut it in half, and then you match that against the budget. Then you got to add marketing mm. costs. My, I, they, I, you they probably take didn't make money that out of money. it. I think you got to take money out of it because it, it can go. That's true. Way, that right? can't influence our rankings. Is the bottom right? Office. And I agree because with that. no. But what all I'm saying is that I'm just I'm just I'm just putting an argument to Shane's comment. Okay, Black Widow did not make a lot of money because there was a lawsuit about it right because they put it on disney plus mm-hmm. any, also, other, any other year black widow probably would have done a lot i'm about to say if it wasn't 2021 2020 after no. pandemic around pandemic we well, might be talking about the story you have but to the thing that did influence it, it is superman brought in droves of people shang chi made a, a lot of money and was well, well received what's what superman uh no spider-man i mean spider-man made a ton well, of Spider-Man money came out with this past the tail end like Dude, when Black Widow came out, was totally in different. Summer, kind of last summer, and then Shang Chi came out four months later. You can't yeah, compare those still, though, because there's always heroes. Pandemic, I mean, a movie that came out in January, a movie that came out in the summer. You need. No. I mean, four months ago, we were watching movies on just HBO Max. Four months later, we have a theater. Like a lot changed in in the pandemic, in month yeah. to month. Okay, Black well, Widow, Eternals, Black Eternals, Widow, there was Tenet, two months. Tenet, well, were two, were two mm-hmm. victims of of the pandemic. Big time. Tenet and Black Widow. So explain Eternals way better. Well, it was it for success or failure? 
Huh? Eter- Eternals made a- about the same amount of money that I'm pretty sure is Black Widow. Let me double check on that. Because that's the easy one right no, there. Less, you have more people wanting to go made, to it. Yeah, made a lot less than Black Widow. And I think a lot of that's because people went, "Who the fuck's the Eternals?" <laughs> you know, like no, that's not true because head, everybody. Though, there's always heroes Ooh. that are gonna draw more money. Because I, uh, the comic people I know, I mean, I can only go my circle. Gonna Nobody's draw money, had... whether the movie is shit or not. Spider-Man, he's gonna draw money, whether the movie shit or not. Spider-Man three showed us that. Okay, so explain honest, Captain Marvel. Money, you. You gotta take Captain Marvel was being it. teased at the time. You forget the marketing around that because I know even on Comic Playground, we were looking at how it was going to impact Infinity War and, and, and Endgame. So but, let's, let's put our tinfoil hats and remember all the stories of Disney just buying out entire theaters to pump up the numbers. Yeah, and you mm. got to remember too, you got to take money out of it because if you sit down and you're gonna and you you put it out there, there we're gonna have a battle, Lance versus Corbin. Who's gonna eat a shit filled cracker? <laughs> I'd pay ten dollars to find out. But only <laughs> because the cracker all is filled I'm saying, with shit. All I'm saying is it's that exactly like, because the cracker is filled with shit. If it's a cheese filled cracker, <laughs> nobody gives a shit. But I because think you guys are... might might end up eating actual shit. Train wreck theory. You're gonna Train pay ten dollars. But I that. think I think you guys aren't hearing my argument. This is directly in, you know, referencing what Shane said. No, I agree. Yeah, I hear. Is I, you cannot call Justice League and Batman versus Superman financial failures because they weren't, right? But yet we got director's cuts. So what I'm trying to say is there's a fallacy in his argument because they have Marvel movies that did not succeed. Iron Man 2, I mean, was not well received. You didn't have John Favreau saying, that's not my cut. Well, I mean, how okay, how many director's movies have Marvel done? Maybe it's a studio thing. No, they've done 25 movies. What I'm saying is Disney no, I'm saying, does not like, get involved the, the way Warner Brothers to say, Has Marvel? Uh, yeah, what I'm trying to say is like, at least they've had the freedom to say, hey, we're going to put out XYZ cut. Where Marvel, have... we're good, bad, and different. There's not been a... a yeah. ver- Warner, like, there's no, not I truly believe... You have to remember, John Favreau is not Disney's hire. Listen, it all comes mm-hmm. down True. to the fact that the people... And John Favreau Marvel... got to make the movie he wanted. Kevin, ahead, Fe- Kevin Feige has been in charge of Marvel, stu- Marvel movies from the start. Mm-hmm. So that's one man who understands the product, who understands the heroes, who understands what they're trying to achieve. DC doesn't have that, and I think they're desperately in need of that. They don't have that one guy. They don't understand yeah. their heroes. Their pul- finger is not on the pulse. They're, they're completely just misguided. They're throwing out movies. Well, Snyder because- was supposed to be that guy. With yeah, this but vision and yeah, but they're throwing- but yeah, they still movies. obviously didn't get. Them. They didn't let him get to make his movies because that's when you get the Snyder cut. That's when you got the extended cut. You one know, reason Warner Brothers is, is Warner, way more Warner Brothers has always been one of the most artist-friendly studios. Warner mm. Brothers coddles. They let they're they're big into directors. Not and since AT and T. Not since AT and T. Maybe not them. since AT and T. But if anyone's going to do stuff where they're going to let directors redo and stuff, that's always been Warner Brothers. And that is that is MO. very much the case when it comes to Martin Scorsese directing his next his next Oscar contender. But when you're talking about billion dollar movies, they have their hands in the cookie jars and they strangle their directors. That is that that's why you get directors cuts. You don't get that from Disney. Here's James thing, Gunn though, got too. to make the Guardians of Disney the Galaxy. Disney strangles he wanted to them make. before the movie even starts. So, but old man Wayne. I wants I, to see I the just think cut of Suicide Squad. I just think that there there's there's a difference here because John Favreau was not Disney's hire. Iron Man two was not well received. Iron Man three wasn't even well received. Here, let me let me put it like this, and you know a lot about the business issue. So correct me if I'm wrong. 
movies are judged on whether they are a success or a failure by the numbers they put up in the opening week. Opening weekend, yes, correct. Opening weekend judges. It's all about opening weekend. I want to say Batman versus Superman broke records, didn't it? Um, it might, but it, it I don't know if it broke records. It was opening a, weekend I, I think records. It had a huge. I think it was the biggest for Warner Brothers ever mm-hmm. when it came out. I know all it broke I know is something. Like, this new Batman—they're already bragging about how it's doing gangbusters. That it did huge numbers on preview night. So, you know, why I did just, Corbin leave? I have no idea. I don't know if he, he said BRB. No, but but right Matt now. Reeves, Matt Reeves got to make the movie he wanted to make. You're seeing a difference here. Todd Phillips got to make the movie he wanted to make. James Gunn got like to make the movie he wanted to make. Movies. Yeah, because you can see their fingerprints in it. When I look at David Ayer's movie, that's not like any other David Ayer movie I've ever seen. When I look at Zack Snyder's movie, they there's so much disjointedness. As much as I don't like Zack Maybe Snyder, that is the Zack Snyder. Though. I don't. But know as, as much as it, but Sucker Punch is not a disjointed movie. It's not a good movie, but it's not a disjointed movie. There's a coherent thought through the whole thing. There's not really big plot holes. Awesome Army movie. of Dead, Three Hundred. Yes, you can see where Warner Brothers kind of manipulated things a little bit because they want to ensure success, right? Yeah, but how know. much I of that Zack Snyder is? We want you did Watchmen. We want more Watchmen. We That's want you right, to do Watchmen. this like Watchmen. Do this like Watchmen. This Watchmen's isn't like Watchmen. a better movie than his DC stuff. It is right. In exactly. Watchmen, he completely yeah. changes the end. He completely changes the end of Watchmen from what it is in the comics, right? Yeah. He it's completely a, changes the end. And it's still a better a movie. Squid. But all right, where are we putting Justice League? D. D. I agree with D too. Ish. I can live with D. And, and this isn't even an argument. Is there something it. above S? Your mom says, I want to see. <laughs> Your mom says that Joss Whedon sucks balls. He ruined Justice League 100%. Watchmen is life. <laughs> um, d- Dude, the Batman is S tier for me. That's I'm above. Gonna... It's, it's S tier for me. I'm saying A. A? That movie to me, as somebody Barton that right I then... think I think I'm a I, I think I'm a, a bit of a movie aficionado. You know what I mean? Like, I watch a lot of movies. Right? I think you're a clown. Shut up. You're a movie clown. It is it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. I, I walked out of that movie saying, I can't believe some of the risks that they took. The slow burn that is this movie. Any other movie, it would have been a nail in the coffin for how slow it was. The opening, it reminded me of old Perry Mason, you know, 1930s, 1940s, you know, black and whites, like the beginning or like that detect, like Dick Tracy sitting in a bar, you know what I mean? Like, and he's like, it was a cold day in November, you know what I mean? Like it it was, it was so artistically driven. I don't know. I just thought it was, I thought it was phenomenal. It's It's a very good movie. It's an excellent movie though. What you mentioned, one of the things that did bother me is the voiceover. I'm not a fan it. of voice. I'm not a fan of voiceovers in movies, and the voiceover in this movie was it was drivel. It, I do. I do think that voiceovers in movies is a little. It's a little taboo. It's so rarely overdone. works. But if so you look at works. if you look Goodfellas at Goodfellas, detect- is like one of the few movies where voiceover works. But if you look at like detective movies and what he was trying to create, and like I I grew up, my grandfather watched that's old such a cliche black and white. for detective 
uh, for detective movies, though. Ridley Scott went out of his way to make sure all the voiceover was taken out of Blade Runner, which is totally a detective movie. Because he yeah. felt the voiceover ruined it, and it does. It just this voice. I think is when you have on. a slow move, like you couldn't have this movie without the voiceover. Like, just think about the no, intro. I totally disagree. Just think about the visuals the intro. were enough. The movie presented enough. I didn't need that voice. There were bit. parts. There were parts that without the voiceover that were normally five minutes that you could have done in a minute if it didn't have the voice. Just think of the intro. The intro alone is a is is a is a true testament of this think of how long the intro is and the and the voiceover you're getting how long that is and if there was not that voiceover there and it was just some dude looking through a a fucking microscope or whatever uh binoculars yeah or whatever, i don't know yeah it would have been boring as fuck i don't think the so it would have sucked you in it. you're like who's this what's dude, going on you're looking through I, those glasses i think it would have too, too. i him. agree with ish I agree. No, with I, I think it makes. And the other, it's and the other thing was, was they're parts. looking at the fucking clues, and then Jim Gordon has to vocally repeat literally what I just read on the screen. Why well, don't like? I watch I know, the movie. Dude. I'm obviously not blind I, and deaf. I don't need the character to read it out loud to me. I walked out of that movie and told Max as I went. Movie. So I walked out of that movie and told Max that my favorite part was the voiceover. <laughs> Really? Because it reminded oh, that was my me, least favorite part. It reminded me of these old detective movies that I, the black and whites, like the old detective movies that I used to watch with my grandpa. You know, when my grandpa could not understand a word of English <laughs> and watch an old Perry Mason or, or whatever. And, and it was just like, I don't know, dude. I fell in love with this movie. This might be, to me, I think I liked this better than No Way Home. <laughs> Old man Bruce Wayne, or old man Wayne says the Batman was a mix of Seven and Saw and Zodiac and the Definitely Crow. Definitely Seven was a major influence. Yeah. I mean, literally, like the Riddler was Kevin Spacey. So no way, no way With home. His fucking notebook and everything. Oh yeah, no way home. You love it because of the nostalgia factor, right? This movie, everything that they did up to this movie is like, oh, I'm gonna hate that. Oh, I'm gonna hate that. I'm gonna hate that. Uh, Robert Pattinson said Batman, that's gonna suck. Oh, uh, Paul Dano, his suit. That's going to suck. You know, everything. Wanted, Colin Farrell does not look like what I think the Joe Penguin should look like, right? Everything who, was leading me to think that this? it was going to suck. No, me. And my, my internal okay, monologue okay. <laughs> was telling me everything that I read up to this movie until that trailer dropped. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, this might be pretty good. And then I watched it. And I said, this may be one of my favorite movies ever. Maybe your internal monologue sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just I just have very, you know, I'm not a huge Batman reader. I've never been. Like, I've read a lot of the graphic, you know, Hush and Killing Joke. And, I like, I've read a, all those. But I'm not a, a series reader like you guys are, right? Or I don't know about Ish, I'm assuming. Yeah, but I read the or, But Corbin, Corbin reads the, 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 the series and stuff. I, I tend to go to the, you know, cacophony and the long Halloween and, and, and hush and killing joke. Like I own all those. I've read them all. I love them. Watch the animated series. So I'm not as big into Batman as you guys are. Well, you're pre that's pretty big. If you've read all that stuff, that's, you know, you know, but, but I'm not going to my credit. comic book store. I'm not going to my comic book store every month to pick up the latest Batman. It's just not sure. But most of the people know. seeing this movie, also the general audience hasn't read any of the books you've read. So right, you're already right. you're you're a tier above the yeah. GA. See, I love this movie because I think it gives us the best version 
of what the Batman is yet. I love that it's mostly his detective skills being used. I love that you really don't you don't see a single batarang used in this. Like it's all he's well, doing it all for like the well, chest kind of. He throws well, the thing at the end. Yeah. But that, I don't know if well, something this big could be called a batarang. But <laughs> you know, he uses it's a it foot wide. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'm not gonna go to spoilers, but he uses it for a certain way. He threw like, a machete. But, yeah, <laughs> but I love just the the sheer detective skill, like focusing on his detective skills. And I loved it. Instead loved of him it. just being just out there whooping ass you know and i love the different storylines that you're going through in this movie and how they they pay off my downfall is that this movie was fucking long yeah and it was i equate it to like lord of the rings return of the king like where you're sitting there and you're like all right this movie's over this is the end and it just keeps going and you're like all right this is the end and it just keeps going now, the I, I saw it at 11 p.m last night so by like that last 20 minutes you know it's like 2 30 in the morning i was yeah struggling. you're like the, all right the difference between this one and Lord of the Rings is like, and this has always been my argument about Lord of the Rings. It didn't need to be so long. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of it is walking. Like that's, that's why I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. Like I just think they're see. Boring. And as a huge Lord of the Rings fan, I was like, you know what? It needed to be longer. Cause they left this part out. They left that part out. Yeah. And Max out. is the guy that watches the extended, extended, extended cut. Yes. Yeah, I'm with Max on that. I'm totally, you know, Max like he, yeah. he'll watch, he'll watch a six hour cut of one movie. And I'm like, well, how the, like the three hour like, cut was too enough. long. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to me, I'm like, this is fuck, but I don't have the affinity for the characters whatsoever. You know what I mean? It's not really a, a style of movie that I'm into. I'm not into that fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Elves sure. And sprites and stuff type stuff. But <clears throat> this movie to me, like every single thing in this movie, like I felt like that was necessary. That Corbin's was getting ready to unload. Look, he's like, to take that. Deep oh, no, no, no. I'm post. You don't want to know. No, no, I have nothing. To, no, I, I, I agree. I this agree. movie may be my top 10 all time favorite movies i loved it whoa, that much that's... whoa well, don't you think you want to see it a second time before you say that lance you've seen a lot of movies my friend it's i don't know if i could name nine other movies or ten other movies that i like better than this one like it just i don't okay i don't know dude i walked out with the biggest smile on my face and it's Same. been a long time since i've had that in a batman movie do you know what See, I'm that's saying? That's funny. As much as I thought the movie was amazing, the last thing it made me do was smile. Oh, I, dude. I wanted it was grim. So... It was dark, and it's not a criticism, but it could no zero fun, zero joy in this movie. Atmosphere. I love whatsoever. But that was I... the goal, and they achieved it to a T. I uh-huh. think. I think that's. I think. Well, that's what makes the Joker. There's. There's not really that joy in the joker right like because the joker is so grounded and so gritty and so real and and disturbing almost you know and but i've seen the fun joy batmans i've seen that over and over and over and over again right if if next year when the oscars are come out if this movie is not nominated for best score there's a problem yeah. because I feel Who like did the, the score, score Ooh, um, in this Marco movie. Giacchino. There you go. Yeah. Oh my you know gosh. I, was was gonna, so I, I said after the movie, I commented. I was like, this. It did very well with like creating the mood and the atmosphere. But yes. It's not like you See, know. I, I think guess the voiceover was necessary for that. For the Tim Burton, it doesn't have that memorable score. Oh, dude, I think the score in this movie. Like, oh, I'm humming the score in my head right now. Really? I think the score in this movie is perfect. It's dude, set perfect. Mm-hmm. It really helps you with that. That feel. Oh, wait, wait, of, how's it go, Corbin? 
The boom, mm, mm, mm. like what? What do you want me to say? Like humming now? Oh, you know what I'm trying to do? Okay. Oh, you know what you trying to do? Just a disservice. No, like when you first see the riddler. Four, boom, boom. When you first like, see the riddler, head, can, they, you know they play that that music and just like it's a, it, it. The score goes so long well with this mm-hmm. movie, and it's fantastic. And the music was poignant. You when, yeah. when the first scene where he was reading the diary, and you heard the the, the score rise as. Three di- different criminals were like looking at the shadows and going, "Oh shit!" Like he wasn't even there. But that, that yes. was one of my favorite parts yes. when all these people are yes. doing these bad things and they're looking at yes. dark corners, expecting to yes. see something. And he doesn't the come fear out. Yeah. That was... Their, it was beautiful. It oh, was, that was beautiful. So and then when he emerges out, out of the dark hallway, thing, yes, yeah. with the Darth Vader in Rogue One, right? Yeah, yeah. and yes. I love that yes. when, he, when it's the slow walk. Yes. Yeah. You could hear the feet almost shuffle. Like, oh my gosh, dude! It was, but dude, that was so this good. movie was very punk rock for me too. Like, cause, so they they uh, Matt Reeves, the the director's Matt Reeves, right? Matt Reeves. Yeah. Okay. He said his inspiration for Batman was Kurt Cobain, right? Mm. Which you hear Nirvana played several, several times. times. The same song several times. So they yeah, reprise it, it quite very a bit. Emo. And this movie felt mm. very punk rock to me. It felt very like just the anti everything that we've known Batman to be, you know what I'm saying? It it was, it was a fresh perspective on a character that's been done many, many, many times, uh, probably more than any other character. This, this character's been done. Here's the thing you got to remember. I hear a lot of people complaining about Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne. This is year two. This is two years into him being Batman. So I think the dark broody Bruce Wayne fits perfectly because he's in year two so he's so overtaken and hummed and broken into this darkness where he can't separate himself from the batman as the billionaire playboy like the the whole persona of the batman is so he's not the billionaire playboy right intoxicating to him so he's 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 so he's so into that like Mm -hmm. he even said i'm not sure if i'm doing enough he's like i'm not sure if i'm making a difference that he's he hasn't separated himself out yet to where he can separate the Batman and Bruce Wayne. So yeah. it's just oh, like it was perfect. No more yes, telling that. That makes when, a good part of the mental illness thing that they introduced. Yeah, but I don't know if that's yeah. we get into spoiler territory here. Yeah, when Matt when Matt said uh, exactly what Sam said, what you want on the period March. Exactly. In fact, there's been some nice remixes with the two of those songs like played together. It's pretty cool. But no, I agree. And at one point, he was talking to um, Alfred. He's like. Like, I am doing my father's work. Like, he is not yet clear-cut focused on... He's trying to figure out what that mission is. But, like, it was... Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it, man. Right. You brought up Alfred. So... I'm I'm going to say it. I think this is the worst Alfred in all the movies. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can, I can kind of Definitely. agree. If I'm ranking the Alfreds, Andy Serkis Alfred is dead. Is right. it the acting right or the direction? Because this was a different relationship between Alfred and Batman than we've seen. Like... Certainly, the most um, antagonistic, if you will. Your father would not approve. <laughs> but also helping with cases, and he's like, "You're not my dad." But like, it was very antagonistic between the two of them in a way that we haven't seen before. Um, I don't know if y'all know any off comics offhand. I certainly don't, um, and certainly not in movies. So I don't know how much of that was just Andy Serkis's like acting or like the direction because I think they did go a little different. Where his acting, yeah, was not bad, but it was just. Do you think know. that this was worth? Than Gotham, Gotham's Alfred. I actually think Jeremy I Irons like that. is the best. I like that 
that he's Alfred. the best he Alfred yet. Give me, he, give me the one from Batman Forever any day of the week. Because to me, the one in Gotham is not what I picture Alfred to be. Like I agree. The war hero, and then they're they're the trying to retcon it with Pennyworth. I don't know if you guys are watching Pennyworth. Yeah, Pennyworth. Lost interest. They're they're trying to kind of retcon it and make it him like this badass war veteran guy. Like he was a butler. You know what I mean? Like I, it's just well, it's it's the dichotomy of the the Tim Burton movies and the Schumacher mm-hmm. ones. You got the the frail butler literally on like death life bed. support. Okay, and I don't like that. Like I hate it when they did that with the anime. That dude versus Jeremy Irons or the or the Gotham Alfred, who are like actual commandos. They know their tech. They, Mm. you know what I mean. See, and I thought this was a. I thought this was in between the two because you do see this Alfred with a cane. (laughs) Fucking Kyle. And he's worth one cent. I mean, I like with a cane. You mm -hmm. see him kind of frail, but he has a mind. So his mind is still there. there. Yep. I actually really liked Andy Serkis Alfred. I like the Alfred best from the Batman comics. The one that's dead. But anyway, aside from that, yeah, I agree. Like, it's, I loved it, it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I, I, I thought it was a I different can, direction. but I don't know if I have one negative thing to say about this movie, which makes it a really bad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think my two big negatives were the voiceover and Alfred. And and we never got like a, 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 a bat porn shot of the Batmobile. I was so waiting for the Batmobile. Oh, the, the way they brought in the Batmobile was thick as hell. How did it actually look? This Batman, slide? this Batmobile is not sexy. It, I it's, think I was, I thought it's it like a Ford Mustang sexy. or a Chevy Impala with a jet engine on the no, back. It's like it's Charger, I believe. The I didn't know what it was, but it was so sick. They should have shown that shit. The rumble throughout the theater was just. We need more Bat porn. Did you see it in Dolby, Corbin? I saw an IMAX and then I saw in there. Yes, Dolby was twice. phenomenal. Yeah, I saw it twice. I saw it Tuesday and then I saw it Thursday. Nice. It I was saw wild. it in the new uh, Cine One XL at Tempe Marketplace. That was so, dude. Wow. So, as much as I love this movie, I don't know if I'll watch it again. Cut is it is fucking long, <laughs> dude. I, I will let you know right now. I watched it yesterday again and like I picked up some more. I was telling um, Matt before I came on, I picked up like a lot more. In fact, there was some really cool stuff. At the same time, I completely agree with you. Like by the time I was like, okay, I've had my fill. We were an hour and a half in the movie, and I knew we had another hour and a half. And I was like, and I know this movie's nowhere near done. This will be. I mean, I'll watch it again probably. Wait, wait, like, wait, Lance. You said HBO you're not going to watch it again. I don't know if I can go to. That the can't be your top ten all time. No, uh, that is true. It should be movies you see fucking without question. Over thing, over. That's a good I'm point. Calling you out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's a good point. Here's, here's the thing. Let me explain myself. All right. This movie leaves you feeling so uncomfortable, right? Like I feel kind of like how the Joker was or Parasite. Or like there's or seven. There's this uncomfortable feeling that you get throughout the entire movie, right? That's. And, and, and something in a movie that can reach beyond the screen and make me feel something to me is worth putting in my, well, every in my movie top should tier. Be able to do that. But there's movies that don't. Something right? in the way. Yes. yes. So like, yes. so like Spider-Man No Way Home got me to feel uh, exuberance, right? Like I was jumping out of my seat. I was so excited. So it, the director was able to reach through the screen and make me feel something. Joker, Parasite, Batman. Joker, I think I've seen it twice, 
is one of my favorite like I, it, it gives me this but those kind of movies speak to me right that make you feel i love horror movies right really good horror movies we had this discussion what two weeks ago matt right when we talk about get out and us and how excited i am i am about nope and how mm-hmm. jordan peele is like this resurrection of what horror movies should be in my opinion right because his movies make me feel uncomfortable and that to me it speaks volumes to the directing artistry that was done in these movies to make me feel that way to you know spider-man does it by giving me a lot of nostalgic moments right it's not so much the writing it's not so much the directing it's but it's gonna those give you spider-man got, yeah it, it's 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 that it, simple it, just give us spider-man and we'll take it you know end game end game gives me captain america holding thor's hammer it gives me the return Maria. of these characters that you thought you were dead it gives me uh what's on the, your what's the other big um what's the other big clapping moment in in uh Endgame. What Iron Man and Pepper? When it ended, <laughs> I saw I saw Endgame in theaters twelve times. Twelve. Wow. Well, and you're I complaining saw... about this movie because Endgame is almost as long. But Endgame yeah, it doesn't give you that uncomfortableness. Like that's yeah, hard really to sit through. <laughs> that's hard to sit through the uncom. I saw a Spider-Man three or four times. I don't the latest one. Because I don't feel uncomfortable sitting there. I guess I made a robot. I'm a robot. Well, Marvel movies are Disney movies. Three hours and two minutes. I go see them for different reasons. Like movies that make me uncomfortable, like that 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 speaks to real skill from the actors, directors, from the writing. It, like there is skill there to make you feel something that is fictionalized on the screen to make you feel uneasy. But isn't that what's so cool about Batman is that this character yeah, has so many layers to him that you can yeah. in so many different sides that you can do different focused movies. Like you can do like if you look at it, you you got the Batman, the the Snyderverse stuff. You know, it's you can focus on different aspects of the martial artist in him. This movie focuses more on the detective side of him. You know, the superheroes just, cannot exist in this universe. Like the I I can't see Superman flying in with laser eyes at any point. But that was the same with the Chris Nolan movies, though. You know, and he even said there will be no magic, no alien. that's true. No fantasy, and he stuck Again, just like we saw with Bane. This takes that to another level, though. But this This... is also Gotham City. If you want feel good, leave the theater, feel good, go watch a Superman movie. Go watch the Boy (laughs) Scout. Go to Metropolis. This is Gotham. You're supposed to feel gritty. You're supposed to feel dirty. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. That's what Gotham is. Did, did exactly Batman versus hit. Superman? Did Michael, Michael Keaton's all Batman's, of those any tones. of those make you feel uncomfortable? No, they hit all of those tones in this movie. Like the detective. Yes, Danny DeVito, Penguin made me feel pretty uncomfortable. Uh, because yeah. it's gross. It's different. Like you don't feel the uneasiness that, holy shit, the, the main character may like something bad's gonna you know yeah what I mean? jack nicholson, that that, he kills out. his henchman he kills his boss like at any moment like nicholson could just turn no, to the person i next thought to something him and kill him when alfred when alfred explodes in the i had to, Whoa, I what movie sure. is that <laughs> when alfred explodes in in the building and it doesn't really tell you that he's dead the or time not. displacement yeah it doesn't tell you yeah, that he's yeah, dead yeah. or not and i'm like holy shit they killed alfred I was like, was, yes. a, was a similar was a similar feeling <laughs> I that too. I had I like, to yeah. Marissa Tomei, right? I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe they did that. You know what I mean? 
But then they brought and him back like, in the hospital bed, and he get to give a monologue from the yeah. Band. It's just it's just when you when you feel those stakes, you know. I I don't know. It's I, I get what you I I think I get where you come from. I didn't have that same feeling. I had that feeling that you kind of describe like a more visceral reaction when I watched Get Out. Um, it was funny when you mentioned the merciful Tomei death. Like I remember people in the theater not thinking she died. I knew as soon as that thing hit her that she was dead, mm-hmm. and we were just waiting for it to happen. And I knew, weirdly enough, when I first saw him, like, oh, first not going to die. They wouldn't do that. Now, mind you, if they had done that, then I might have had the feeling you had, Lance, of like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? But the fact that they didn't, I was like, like, I didn't think they were going to do it. And then it didn't happen. I was like, all right, we good. You know what I mean? But if they had done it, I see what you mean. Well, yeah, when I was the theater, I I actually felt like it was was weird because Batman at the end basically nods that he needs to also be hope. And I laughed. I said, that's what Superman's for. But, like, at the same vein, like. Superman doesn't exist here. Exactly, but I, but I like that. But at too, the cause... same time, him being hope also takes away from me feeling very sad and uncomfortable because, like, you're not you're gonna have a Batman that stands for more than just the grit of Gotham. So I didn't walk away feeling uncomfortable at all, you know. Well, I I had this conversation. I went and saw it with Max and his brother, and they were like, "Oh, it'd be so cool, Clayface." And I was like, "No, you guys don't understand. Clayface can't exist here, yeah, because can. it's." No, if they do it in a realistic way, a giant mud body cannot exist in this universe. It will not make sense. So far, yeah. Yeah, unless there's some drastic changes in the sequel, and if they do that, I'm going to hate this movie because they did that in the second one. Why why would you... I don't know. I I get that. I don't get the logic. You're saying to bring in some sort of supernatural or magical... Uh, Bring in the supernatural element, it's going to take away the roots of realism like i feel like they can open the door to doing that because again this is only year two of batman's thing like if batman had all that tech in year two it would be unrealistic but i don't think they were i think matt reeves made it very clear that he was going for a more realistic take so yeah, so clayface that, as we know him in the comics mm-hmm, cannot exist realistic yeah yeah right. no and i do think uh, however i do think some of the gadgets and stuff that went from like oh you can kind of see it we'll go next time until okay i really can't see it because this thing not just going to evolve I mean, Matt I mean, even said that, maybe, that it was starting. Maybe they take the Star day. Trek approach. Maybe they take the Star Trek approach where approach where this technology doesn't exist, but it still, to a point, seems real. There's a certain sensationalism when it comes to Iron Man, like the nano, the nano body or nanotech suits and things like that. Like, there's a certain sensationalism where you like, I don't know, but it's still how close we are to some the... basic science, though. Yeah, and it and it may be too that I'm uh, that I'm judging my my opinion based on the surrounding characters of Iron Man. So maybe that is influencing my opinion a little bit about mm-hmm. Iron Man. I mean, he has guys that take super serum and he has a guy, a giant Jade green giant. And there's all these other things around him. That and he's the one guy that's not like that. So he's kind of yeah, like the bad, but it may be influencing group. my opinion a little bit. Right. The sad guys, fact is too, is if this movie made you guys uncomfortable, hey, no, I didn't you feeling uncomfortable. You ain't seen nothing yet. When when you know what's coming and who's coming in the second in the sequel, I think yeah. this is going to be child's play. Like I'm, I'm excited for that because I okay. think you're going to get. I I don't know about the betrayal. I'm I'm questioning the action of the betrayal, but when who's coming is coming. If they're going to do it in this dark, gritty Matt Reeves universe, are you talking about the cellmate at Arkham? Yes, yes. Are we not? It's going to be. Well, I don't know. Oh, that was so. Oh. Uh, I think that's a tease, y'all. They, they I think that's a tease. That. No, no I, they, I also they, think it's the that... actor. They've already casted him. Like it's been announced yeah. that he's cast as this. As Who is this the character. actor? Be, uh, the guy from Eternals. Um, 
What's his yeah. name, Matt? Uh, it, he has some interesting name. What's his name? Who did he play uh, in the Eternals? Uh, he played uh, Barry Ke- Keegan. He played uh, the guy that can control people's minds in the Eternals. Oh, hell. Drake. Drew. Yeah. Druig. Wow. So that's yeah. official. He, he is the a- Joker. So we're yes, getting he's a already whole been cast. brand new Joker. So he, I don't know if I'm ready so, for that. So, you, Matt, you reminded me of something that I can give a negative to this movie to. If he is, in fact, the Joker, which every indication is leading me to believe that he's the Joker based on, you know, news and stuff like that, right? And the laugh. The I laugh did not like his voice, and I did not like the laugh. Yeah, I, just, dude, I, I thought it was the Maze Runner, time. dude. When he started talking, I was like, did they cast Dylan O'Brien as Two-Face or something? Like, I didn't understand what was going on. I thought it was Dylan O'Brien's voice. So because it does not sound like mm-hmm. the Joker, and that's bad. If someone speaks, and I'm like, oh, that's the Joker, that's bad. Like, y- you should instantly recognize the Joker, so no he, matter what take is put on it. Yeah, so he said, um, Matt Reeves said that um, as the, the killer in the story is not yet someone the characters come to know. He says everyone's in their infancy. So in the comics, these characters often declare their alter egos in response to the fact that there's a Batman out there. And so in this movie, we have a Joker who's not yet the Joker. Which w- leads me to worry because they tried that shit in Gotham and it was god-awful. Yeah. And that's just such a Marvel thing. End the movie with a little tease of the next movie. I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, this shows you at all that at at the end of the day, it does show you indeed that it is indeed a comic book film because, like, they did everything so well. And then at that point, right there, I did laugh. I was like, oh, don't do this. Yeah. If I had one complaint, it it would be that. It had to happen. It had to happen for it to be the movie it was going to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It pushed the genre, like you said, um, Lance, to just 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 new bounds but at the end of the day it is what we thought it was because of the fallacies of that you know hey hey the chat is getting upset that we're ignoring them i'm just just fyi i'm just yeah yeah (laughs) they're not saying anything and that's on purpose so (laughs) yeah (laughs) say something worth mentioning and we'll mention actually sam Uh, sam did make a good point if um clayface could be like a commentary on like botox and plastic surgery yeah yeah if they if they root it in something real then it could work because max was saying oh they're gonna do hush because there's that little tease of the word hush across the oh screen, right he and also said well said, clayface is a major part of hush mm-hmm. and uh, real, uh, dude, real quick lance oh um, matt matt like that <laughs> reeve said that in order to ground his film in a heightened reality and to differentiate his joker from past screen versions reeves opted to give his proto joker a biological condition for the smile Instead of a slit, like what? Yeah, exactly. It's something he wouldn't go into what the condition was or say it's a real one. There is a developmental condition called Angel Man Syndrome that makes people afflicted with the frequently smile and laugh. Which makes well, sense because the dude Joaquin was dropped Phoenix in a had. vat of acid. Like, he's Joaquin been, he plays with, he yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, Reeves is doing something similar to that, I imagine. Then I guess there's something there, but whatever. Uh, it makes the, sense the, for the character because yeah. the dude like plays around with toxins. That's his whole thing is to like make gases and all this shit. So it makes yeah. it, it sense that he's got some kind of like chemical explosion. Himself, yeah. yeah. That like blows up in his face or something. Well, like, there you go. It, it makes sense. Like I think the Joker works amazing in this this universe. I'd love to see Two-Face in this universe. Hush down the line. But this movie is ne- there's nothing in this movie that I picked up on unless I'm wrong. Other than the word hush, that you can connect to hush. Yeah, I really this. had nothing from hush. Yeah, there's no. It was from just hush a, it. W- the, no, all I was trying. I don't think that that's where it's going either. 
all and, and, Max and Michael were alluding to was that one scene where they're watching like a video or something that said hush across the screen. And I said, I don't think that that's what that's I think it was, I was a nod. It was a nod. It was a shout but out. But I don't think that they're teasing. I don't think they're teasing anything. There's a line of dialogue teasing. that clearly teased the court of owls. Right. Yeah. We well, and, and so saying, oh, that's another one. I would love to see this, the court of yeah. owls. So yeah. hush is hush is, uh, Thomas Elliot, right? Tommy, Tommy Elliot. Yeah. The reporter that was killed. His last name is Elliot. Mm-hmm. So there, so the, the, the connection that Max was trying to make was maybe this guy is Tommy Elliot's father. Who? So there's, the Who's reporter, the reporter that oh, that no. Falcone killed. Well, he has the same last name, and that and all those things are always intentional in these movies, right? You don't you don't name somebody with the last name of Elliot unless you're trying to equate him to. I think to something I think that exists, name, and you guys are trying to connect dots that aren't there. Well, and then that that's the that's what the, all these movies try to do. It would make more lead sense. Lead us down a different it's, way or whatever it could be. I'm just saying that there's... that there's The Court of Owls makes more sense than anything else because how is Riddler getting his information? How is this being fed to him? How does he know all of this? Who's behind it? Like, I, I, The Court of Owls makes so much sense. I would yeah. love to see The Court of Owls in the movie. The, but, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of directions that this movie could go. I think that they could adapt Hush to a point of giving Bruce Wayne a childhood friend. That You know what I mean? Like... That Tommy Elliot story, I just don't know if the Clayface part of of Hush. But the Tommy Elliot stuff in and I saw Sam put in the chat that Hush is all about the villain's childhood connection to Bruce Wayne. It's really not. It's about Elliot's connection with the lies from Thomas Wayne. Like that's the only play, really Hush stuff you get out of it is the 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 Thomas Wayne spin. That's yeah, but you don't but think that just, there could potentially be some some person out there that. Maybe Bruce Wayne doesn't even know that these two people are related, that he had a childhood friend, point, that, that there could this, be this character introduced. At year two, I find it hard to believe that they're they're referencing Hush. Well, like, mm-hmm. that's just Same. I agree. He he kind of comes Although, out of mm-hmm. this movie with more of a uh superstar status, right? I mean, he's on the news and and there's like this affinity from the public to Batman and he leads all these people out of the water. So he's going to, obviously his, his um, national recognition is going to grow right by this event that happened. He was never, am I correct that he was never actually other than I'm vengeance. He was never, nobody says the word Batman right in the movie. He does. He calls him. Does he? Yeah. He says, he says I'm, I'm the Batman to, to Catwoman. Okay. Yeah. I heard the bat and the cat. Yeah, was that the only was that the only time he actually? I think says, that was the only I'm, time. I'm yeah, no, and and uh, Commissioner Gordon throughout the movie, they just some of the characters just go. Gordon them. references okay, him as vengeance. Batman. Yeah. Gordon mm-hmm. references a Batman when they're trying to figure out the rat with wings. He's uh, like Bat, and he he says that you're Batman, okay. and then and then every single letter that the Riddler writes him says to the Batman. Mm-hmm. So there is. So it's it's there. It's established. It just wasn't used, and I think some of that was intentional too. Because again, even when he made that kick-ass scene intro, and the villains, the the uh, they started laughing. You know, like he struck fear in some, and others he didn't strike fear. You know, he's still kind of getting a rep when he got but shut I, the door shut in his face each time at the club. Like you know who I am? Yeah, you still can't come in. They don't care. You know what I mean? But then like and he beats he, ass he right, with the movie. He's new. 
Exactly. The events of this movie, I think, are going to elevate him. And once he's Absolutely. elevated, then Thomas Wayne could potentially make an appearance. Or not Thomas Wayne. Tom, uh, Tommy Elliot, right? Once he You're gets really that... focused on Tommy Elliot. Right. I do <laughs> I don't think, think there's I, a I'll be honest with you, Lance. I don't think anyone gives a shit. And I don't think the movie's going to go out of this and like, we got to get Tommy Elliot into these scenes. Yeah. No, 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 but I do think... About, I do you know, think Joker, Matt Reeves... Two-Face. I do think Matt Reeves, if he is adapting stories, I think he's going to gravitate to stories that possibly haven't been adapted in live action. And Hush could be a legitimate property that he could adapt. The Al- the Court of Owls was done in the TV show. Not well, mind you. But it was done. Like All these things were kind of done before. I think that he could potentially be, you know, steered towards some of these stories, you know, that aren't too well known. The Hush is not that well known of a story outside of the comic book community. I'm just saying it's not outside the realm of possibility. Do I think it's well, going to happen? Probably not. But I do think that they could introduce. If you like remember that. when this first movie was announced, it was announced with that there is the first part of a trilogy. And it's very much following the lines of Long Halloween to the fact that the damn movie starts on October 31st. Yeah, yeah that's pretty explicit. So it's it's following the events of Long Halloween. And so there's there, it, it is a mashup. There are other elements here. And certainly the, the elements line. of Frank Miller's year one and year two. Definitely. Yeah, Not absolutely. Frank one, Frank Miller's year one, year two. Scott Snyder's zero year with blowing up the city, like the flooding the city. There's sure. there's lots of elements here, so I just like out of everything that everyone's compared it to, I think Hush is the the least likely. It's like that they're. Oh, they're I'm not trying to. to say that this is no, no because I, I think Matt Reeves actually mentioned Hush though as one of he he mentioned all I'm trying Halloween to say, Hush yeah. in year one as you know. All I'm saying is that there are two things in here that could lead a regular person to believe that Hush is on Matt Reeves' radar. I'm sure he is. Like. This this world is perfect for him, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Like, Doesn't mean he's no, gonna, but like, if it's that's a trilogy, what he's adapting, he might just take right. little elements, little elements. Right? Yeah, know? yeah. I he agree. He's probably going to take little pieces. Friend, but I do know? think that if he wants an epic conclusion to his trilogy, that in the book, I mean, the the crap that Hush puts Batman through is pretty epic. That could be a good conclusion to his trilogy. It's just that the, these the the movies like like Batman, Long Halloween, Hush, they all have similar storylines. That that's the thing too. It's like it's always this one this one villain that you think it is, but it turns out to be somebody else in the end controlling everything. Like it's it's all very they're all very very similar storylines. Hello, Dark Knight Rises. Yes, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think any of these movies are going to be a direct adaptation of one singular book. I think that's no, going to be better off trying to figure out their own story. Well, like, yeah, or- originality never hurt anyone. What I don't want them to do is saying this third movie or this second movie is hush. And then you watch it and you go, the fuck was that? Yeah. Basically is the reaction I got from the animated show. Right. So I don't want them to do that. Or the killing joke. We are going to adapt the killing joke into an animated Batman movie. And then they release a pile of dog shit. I do not want them to do that. If they go in the next movie, like the next movie is going to be the killing joke and they do the same shit that they did in the animated movie, I'm going to be pissed. So I like the idea of taking elements but not completely bastardizing 
the source material. Do so, you think like, in this uh, new series we're going to see stuff like a Robin? I actually think or you a see Batgirl. I think you see Robin in this. I I leaned over to Aaron and they put a lot of emphasis on that, that little kid, kid the little around. kid. And yeah, I wasn't I sure if too. I was like, is that Robin? They put a I lot of emphasis sure on that. I wasn't sure if he saw himself in, in that character. Yeah, I, I thought it was more that too. More there. about a mirror of himself than yeah, yeah. Dick Grayson's story. Allegory. Because I don't know if I really want them to change the backstory of Dick Grayson. Do you? And I don't think he's ready. If if it's year two and there's not like you a time jump in the circus trapeze act, that does not. Yeah, they could, they could, they could, they could adjust it a little bit, but, but, but to be in some sort of performance profession, right? Yeah. He's coming Church because they mentioned Bloodhaven in the movie. So because they Selena Kyle mentioned Bloodhaven, Bloodhaven yeah. Nightwing's coming. See, I do, like well, so. Is there going to be before we have Nightwing? Come on, yeah. right? Yeah. So, is there going to be a time jump between movie one and movie two? Like, I don't I, understand. I, I'm just saying, it's if possible. You're connect, I don't know. If you're going to connect Docs for Hush, I could say the same thing about Nightwing. I mean, Pattinson's early thirty, yeah. so a jump wouldn't be <laughs> out of the realm of reality. All, we are all within the realm of speculation right now. There's yeah. no concrete evidence. There's no. There's not like there are a ton of roads that Matt Reeves may lead you down on that are dead ends. You know what I mean? Like he may have just put the word hush on the screen to make people like my dumbass friend Max think that hush is the next movie, you know? So, and I could say that cuz everybody knows Max and he knows I I'm think kidding. It's, I but... think it's what he wants. He wants speculation <laughs> about what's coming. He yes, wants that buzz cuz we're doing exactly kind of we're we're creating buzz for the the sequel. We know it's coming. It's already been announced mm -hmm. it's coming. We're creating buzz for the sequel. A day after the day of the movie you officially know, released, the movie is good enough yeah. of itself that it's such a good yeah. movie. You're like, yeah, I want to fucking see another one. I don't need right. all this Marvel type hype and right, exactly. And yeah, and that's what I was going to say about the end itself. credit scene. That end that end scene with the Joker so unnecessary. didn't need to exist because this movie is strong enough on its own without that scene to make me want to go see a second one. Absolutely. So if I had one knock, it would be that whole entire end scene. How sick would that be if we were being led to the Joker and it's non-sexual like two that's, or somebody That's else. what I'm thinking. It'd be funny if it was just a big, yeah, it'd be hilarious. Kind of like Joker from uh, Gotham, right? Yeah. He's always yeah. teased I don't think... and then never became Joker. And then He's Jerome. But more well done because I feel like this will have a plan. No, I, I don't like, because I had that discussion with Max. So I said, you know, from the look between of what you could see of his face, it didn't look like Joker. It did look like Two-Face, but did not look if like they don't thing. adapt the Harvey Dent storyline and introduce Two Face without that Harvey Dent thing, I don't think it's going to hold the same weight of Gotham's, you know, child turning to a, you know what I mean? Then you have to talk about, you know, maybe they get the back to tank and they have flashbacks. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, this is approaching my bedtime. Okay. Yeah, it, it. We've been at this for three hours. I didn't mean for it to be this long, but it was a spirited conversation so final thoughts hey it's on, a on batman the, movie we're absolute it geek this should be we could talk it about is. this for fucking days i bro. did i yeah, can't and i couldn't we've, keep going we've like, surpassed the batman's runtime i'm, I'm <laughs> got a screaming kid the the old the fiance's text i wasn't yeah, even gonna, gonna come on yet? tonight it was yeah. my birthday yesterday i was gonna be uh, yeah tonight. happy Thanks, happy man. birthday yes it, sir i was gonna be out all night and then i came home at eight and i was like oh the guys are on max kind of bailed so <laughs> i should go on <laughs> happy guys birthday, in the man. last four months we've got a spider-man movie and we got a batman movie 
great Spider-Man movie and a great Batman movie. Tentpole characters. Yeah, and both. You know what's next, right? Great Morbius. Both have hit home runs, so you know this is this is a glory time for us. You know, I am really hoping that Morbius is good. I really hope because Jared Leto needs a little bit of redemption. I don't think it will be, but I'm hoping that I'm I'm hoping that I'm surprised. Hoping that I'm surprised. Um, he looks cool. So, final thoughts on on the Batman. I love it. I would say go see it. Highly enjoyable it. movie. I would highly recommend. Absolutely. It's a shame that it's not getting the same amount of, um, you know, tickets for Spider Man were damn near impossible to get. Do you guys remember? For opening day, damn near impossible. I bought my tickets for this last week, opening night, three o'clock. You know, wow. well, this has also had opening shows since Tuesday, so they've been a little bit more spread out since. I think people since. held back until some of the reviews came in. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot there of, a lot uh, of distrust when it comes. Yeah, that's a perfect. I'm word glad that Ziggy's picking up where Kyle left off. Batman is real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know what, what of, I love. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to transition, but go ahead. Say it. Go. go what I love about this movie, and okay, so I'll say this. It is not my favorite take on Batman, right? We went over this a couple of three hours ago. I still love the Tim Burton <laughs> stuff. That's my that's my wheelhouse. This is a fantastic movie. Very, very well made. Complete, you know, a, definitely a new take. Dark, gritty take. And I love, we now have, we're at the point now, we have it with, you know, a lot of different stuff. We have, what, like 10, 12 Batman movies, like a buffet. And I think Matt mentioned that earlier. If you want, you could have, I'm in the mood for dark Batman. I'm in the mood for fun Batman. I'm yeah. in the mood for this Batman. We have, the, the selection now is out there. So it, that's I love that. And this just gives another option, another kind of Batman story, and a very good one. Not my preferred one, just because it is so fucking dark and grim. The two words I cannot associate with this movie is fun and joy. It's a completely I like that, the Batman I like that though for the bet. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad Batman you said buffet. that. I'm glad Batman buffet is perfect. If I want a class, that needs to go in the uh, the podcast. That needs to go in the podcast uh, description. Come join the Batman buffet. Batman. Batman buffet. <laughs> kids one. eat free. <laughs> no, I mean, you can't let kids into this one. I would not. Uh, no, take no. My this son was like, "Dad, you're going to see the Batman movie without me," and I go, "Dude, he's seven. You're Dude, not there was going kids to see this in movie." In my show, we had a newborn child. It, it is, yeah. it is on that line. There was the like PG-13. a four-year-old in my showing, and Aaron even looked, turned to me, and goes, "Somebody brought their fucking kids to this movie." Okay, you like, think that's bad? There was like a five-year-old in Deadpool, too. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, what the yeah, fuck is wrong? Those yeah, people should have their kids the taken away. We have seven, eight-year-olds coming with the parents. And they're like, well, we're looking for comic books for our kids. And I'm like, all right, Spider-Man, Disney. They're like, we want Deadpool and Venom. And it's Good because luck. they yeah. saw the movies. <laughs> future future serial killers. <laughs> yes, that's when you're like, that's cool and all, but here's future Saga. Sociopaths. Check out Saga. I want I them to make Saga a, to the kids. <laughs> I want them to make a Once Upon a, a Deadpool Part 2 so I can show my kids because he will not leave me alone about Deadpool 2. It's the only way I'll let him watch it. He's not old enough. But Yeah, all right. So, so moving on here. If you want, if you've seen the Batman, if you made it this far in a review and you've seen the Batman and you want a little bit more in this universe, I put together a couple stories that you can kind of go off of, and Ish and Corbin and Lance, feel free to jump in if you have something to add. Uh, Batman Year One is a is an issue you could look at. 
because it's serving as an original for the friendship and uh, budding partnership between Batman and the honest cop Lieutenant James Gordon. Year one shows the journey of Bruce Wayne from an angry young man to a costume vigilante, very much so what you kind of get in the Batman. Uh, finding his strength and confidence in the in the guise of Batman while Batman's usual rogue galleries is absent, the book gives a powerful description of young Wayne's drive, dedication, and pain. So you get a lot of that element in the Batman, like Ish was saying. Speaking of, real quick, before you proceed, because you just said it there and we didn't even talk about it once, did you guys like Commissioner Gordon in this movie? I actually loved Commissioner Gordon in this movie. We didn't talk yeah. about that at all. He's probably my favorite commissioner. I didn't Gordon. like that he had to repeat everything we, we like read on screen, but he was. There great. is yeah. a way to do the Jeffrey voiceover Wright to not make you. Oh, he's. Fin- have you seen Westworld? Such a great actor. He's Westworld, like one of my favorite parts of Westworld. Felix Slider in the Bond movies. Yeah, um, that that's the one thing that I guess you could say about voiceovers if they could find a way to do it to not make you feel stupid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't know. Continue, Matt. I'm sorry. Are they making you feel stupid or are they just pointing out the No, audience? but just by what Ish was saying, just like you're reading it on the screen and someone's the voiceover is saying it. It's yes, like, Kyle well, Frank Miller is real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I can see what you're saying there, Ish. I loved it, but I can see your argument. And that's just Batman. a classic cinema trope. I, I think sometimes yeah. directors can't escape. Specifically with detective like movies. Yeah. yeah. Batman, Long Halloween for you know reasons we already pointed out. Uh, this is very much a transition. Of, you get the full story of Harvey Dent becoming Two Face. Um, Batman Ego. Yeah. Batman struggles with his no, own guilt after the low level crook commits so suicide before his eyes, blaming himself for the criminal's death. Batman contemplates giving up the cape and cowl alone in the Batcave. Bruce Wayne is confronted by his it's worst enemy, his own inner darkness. So good. You darn crook didn't do a whole lot of Batman. But Batman Eagle is one of the best, and that whole, like you said, that whole story, beautiful. That art beautiful. looks really different. It's, it's yeah, it's 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 an inner representation of the Batman. Like it's yeah, Bruce it's Wayne talking to the Batman, and that being the Batman. It's really when, good. When was this released? I want to say early two th- mid two thousands. Yeah. Oh, so it's an I older book. So. Yeah, it's been around mm-hmm. for a minute. It's not one that, I mean, for me, it's one that best describes, like, it's not my favorite Batman story, but, like, it's one that best describes, like, the Batman mythos and how he deals with it. You know, it came out in the year 2000, exactly. So if but, I if I go buy this on Amazon right now, I'm not going to be disappointed. No. Um, no I would try, I mean, it's a collection yeah, of all of his work, so Ego and Other Tales is, like, other Batman work that he's done. Uh, your miles may vary. If it's just Batman Ego, just grab Batman Ego. That's you will not regret it. I loved it. I mean, even the way, like you said, it starts off with the criminal committing suicide in front of Batman's eyes, and he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, Holy dude, shit, I did this. The hardcover is a hundred dollars. Yeah, no, no, it's dude, it's the artwork is beautiful, but the story is what really got me. Because you're right, he's so single-minded on his goal that he goes to get the criminal, and the criminal's like, Listen, I'm not turning myself in like the Joker would kill me and my family, but it's okay because I already killed my family. And now I'm gonna kill myself. And then, like Batman witnesses that, and it just sends them into this story. It's really good. Fuck, man! I usually like to get hardcovers, but it's twenty six dollars for a paperback or a hundred dollars for the hardcover. Nah, it's not a book. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a liquor book. It's not one. Nah, Joker's nice. Asylum Penguin basically goes through the the life and of like we were talking about Penguin and Oswald mm-hmm. Cobblepot coming up from you know nothing to be the crime lord. Um, he ends up rescuing a young woman from sex slavery and becomes smitten with her. Uh, she begins to recognize that 
he is cruel and has many insecurities, kind of like Colin Farrell's penguin in, in this. So it's a good re- representation right, and, of the and, penguin. And that Catwoman, Selena Kyle's girlfriend was, right? She was like a victim of sex, right. sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. So... And then Batman Annie, Zero Year. Every time they called her name in the movie Annie, it made me think of Phantom Menace, though. <laughs> Annie. Batman, Batman Zero Year, for what I pointed out, really, it's it's a Gotham, it's a young Batman story, <laughs> beginning of his career, very Riddler-centric, mm-hmm. um, very Jim Gordon-centric. It's very, very good reading, and the, a lot of it ties into this movie. Hey, so, Corbin, did you say the other Tales one doesn't have the whole ego story? No, it does. It does. I'm just saying you said you better not regret it. I, you won't regret Batman Ego. I said your miles may vary on his other stories. Like, there's another, um, like, story in that volume that's like a large Catwoman story. I wasn't a big fan of it. It was okay. This one says book one of two. For what? Oh, let me just make sure I'm buying the right shit here. Yeah, Batman <laughs> Ego is a, a, a one shot. It's one tale. I don't know. If, I don't remember there being a part two. And if, if only there was somebody who owned a comic shop that could order that for you. Ish, can you just get it for <laughs> me? I have to fucking order it. I've got two copies of Ego sitting on the shelf right now. Well, I got you two live copies far of from Long me. Halloween. Your store's far. <laughs> Where's your store a, at? Scottsdale, right? If you, own a car, if you own a car, it's not far. I do, but it's an hour and a half away from me. <laughs> Where do you live? Santan Valley. Where I'm at right now. I love it. I'm kidding. Hey, we got people. But... I got regulars. No, I think I think I could get it next week. I was, yeah, I think I could come get it next week. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, because it's just a one shot, bro. Yeah, the other I'm, I'm going to go buy it on Amazon. Time. Ish owns a fucking comic book store. I feel like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the man. Fuck Amazon, Ish. Shopping at my store. <laughs> right. I was going to ask you no, guys. Now I feel like read, a dick. Anybody read some of the new Batman stuff that's come out? Like uh, Killing Time came out this Tuesday. I'm not. I need it. I'm actually gonna like I said. I need to go do some comic hunting tomorrow. Or uh, I've not read. Keep or, talking. Uh, I'm doing one dark night. Right Batman. Now. One dark night. It was the uh, black label prestige format, mm, and that okay. reminded me of the peg of the the book we were just looking at because that story is the power goes out in Gotham, and Batman mm. through an hey, EMP, hey and I think that's the villain's name is EMP, and then Batman has to deal with that. I'm about to open this box. What do you think it is? A pops. No, but what pop? You fucking assholes. Batman <laughs> pops. Yeah. Not Batman pops. Well, the Penguin pops. Matt Reeves pops. <laughs> Gummy kidding. bears pops. Stay puff marshmallow man. Oh, I would never have gotten that. That's, that's awesome. cool. That's cool. <laughs> Corbin, fuck that shit. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, like, don't let me guess up. I can't get that. This is our first unboxing, guys. Of. <laughs> There you go. Corbin, are you reading uh, detective comics right now? I have been. I wasn't a big fan Weekly of the whole Shadows like, of the Bat. Uh, not the Shadows of the Bat. That good? It's been alright. You know what? There was something about the 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 aesthetic in that comic that reminded me of the Batman. Okay. Oh, you just opened it. It's fucking worthless now, Lance. Okay, I see what you're saying. I might have to check that out. I might have to check I that out. I bought it then. for the t-shirt. There's been the main title in Detective for me that I've been on consistently. I'm really trying to widen my comic reach to more. Uh, you hear about DC? I know, I'm surprised you talk. You talk about it, Matt. Um, DC's offices. What, Did you hear no, that they're disbanding or whatever? Basically, what are you going mean? all like? I think a merge is going to happen. They've moved their office from New York to the Warner Brother lot in Hollywood. Well, now they that moved was, it from that, that was already to... like a big red flag. Like, yeah, wait, DC yeah. moved from New York to California. Well, yeah, no, 
the, yeah, a couple years, years ago, but now, now they yeah. have it so that it's no longer like, like their own floating, building. It's a hot yeah. desk shared workspace. So like, yeah. no, not all the people be at the office at the same time. So the desks are just desk spaces, and it's not a personalized area, which usually doesn't they're, they're speak continuity. Treating DC well, is that like because of COVID, or, or is that just? No, that's because DC being yeah. No, that happened this past week. Well, it's AT&T, no, it's no secret that AT and T has been shopping DC. They're trying to sell them, but well, they're chopping everything. The Warner Brothers, everything yeah. they have. Yeah, there was a rumor that Discovery may buy it, which I don't know about all that, but that they may merge HBO Max and Discovery. Like yep. Discovery may purchase the. That's whole actually thing. a pretty legit rumor. But I don't know if I want Discovery's hands on what happens with DC characters. Sure. I think they should sell it to Marvel. Like, I, don't Marvel. Want the property brothers, I don't want the property brothers being cast as heroes. That'd be awesome. I'd watch the <laughs> shit out of that. Or it's all villains, right? It's all dysfunctional villains trying to get married at first sight. And it's all like B-list characters. Yeah. <laughs> the property brothers have to rebuild Wayne Manor or whatever. There you go. Mo- Modoc travels to like Mongolia to find his bride. Love it or list it in Gotham City. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's he's fucking adorable. Look at him. It's the best. Oh, all right, guys. Whew, this is love, love, love after Arkham Lockup. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh boy. Oh man, it's a good one to end it. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm... Amazon's not making a play. They just bought MGM. You don't think they make a play for Warner Brothers? That would be they're huge for with Amazon. The, they're they're focused on the NFL right now. They don't give a shit about. True comics or or apple wait what do you mean amazon is trying to buy the nfl no they're no, they're, they're making they're, a play for the the streaming rights and the like tv they already got thursdays wow. they already got thursdays dude if they got exclusive streaming rights well at least took it from direct tv because that thing, whole thing sucks that'd be awesome i could cancel my tv subscription i just wanted to be Alec. i wish it would be i wish that sunday ticket was a la carte but it's neither here yeah. they're wrapping up tonight I want to thank Corbin for coming back and joining us on a spirited debate about Batman. That Jesus fun, Christ, yeah. did that, tier, bad. that, that tier bad. ranking go sideways? But <laughs> it was fun, awesome. y'all. Appreciate it. What was our final rankings? Did we ever kind of? Probably best not to revisit. No, <laughs> talk about the tier thing. That's just going to open a whole can of worms. If you're interested in the rankings, go watch it on the playback. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to get in a whole another hour conversation of. We all forgot what they were, and then we're going to start. Basically, the only tier list is the Dark Knight and uh, fucking the Batman. So it's the the S's. So those are the top two. But yeah, but before we go, I didn't realize the amount of wrestling fans we have in this community. And I want to get your thoughts real quick ish on uh, the announcement. Well, that's it for me, guys. No, just kidding. See you later. (laughs) Tony Khan, AEW buys Brian Ring of Honor. I have no opinion. I don't actually, I don't watch AEW. You don't watch AEW? Oh, I don't. So good. I just, I, I've tried to, and it's just, I don't know. It's not as fun as WWE. Well, I hear WWE is not as fun as WWE anymore. The WWE stuff going on right fun. now between Punk and MJF is some of the best stuff in wrestling right now. What I got tired of, and it might be different now, but every AEW started with CM Punk coming out, running around. They played the song. Everyone sings the song, and then he went and sat at a table. And it was like episode after episode. I'm like, yeah, that's just, pretty much. They're just exploiting him, stopped. getting yeah. me to watch because it's CM Punk, and then he doesn't even wrestle. Like I, that's I was pretty like, much nah. stopped. But dang, I thought you're gonna have more info or importance on that. So. I'm sorry, not on that. Uh, WrestleMania is <laughs> coming up in a month. Yeah, are you we had excited for WrestleMania? Chamber two weeks ago. 
I mean, the craziest yeah, that... craziness right now with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And I met really dude, up. the the just I met Brock Lesnar when he was first starting out, like when it was his first run in WWE in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, at a bar, and a little Matt asked him for his autograph. He was such a prick, dude. He was such really? a prick. He but he like seems a like a he 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 seems like he's like I don't know gotten over that and he seems like a, such a cool guy like i watched him on the pat mcafee podcast a, f- a few days ago and he just seems like such a cool guy now but like he was such a prick i got his autograph We're not supposed to be like, promoting whatever. other podcasts on our well, podcast you know, but unless those podcast people appear on our podcast that could very much be him trying to keep character but <laughs> Actually, I, I heard a re- recent story on a hockey podcast and they're saying it was in Atlanta at the TNT thing and then at a hotel event afterwards. And Brock Lesnar walked into the, the lounge wearing a cowboy hat. Nobody in the room recognized him except for Wayne Gretzky. And Wayne Gretzky <laughs> jumped up and went, "There's that's Brock Lesnar. And then they like they became best friends right away. <laughs> How do you not recognize a building walking into another building? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's like the rock coming in like he wears a mustache and like a hat. And you're like, oh, that's the fucking rock. <laughs> Matt, do you watch NXT you know. at all? Um, no, NXT I haven't really has watched NXT since Ron, went Ron Breaker, I think, is the next big thing. Scott Steiner's kid. Yeah, Rick Steiner's no, kid. Yeah, Rick Steiner's kid. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's doing he's doing it all the right way, you know. And of course, he's a baby face, but he's doing it very honorably. And his fights yeah. are tremendous. I think he has a big future. I think give AEW another shot. I think it's. It, I don't it's know got, if I have time, but WWE is friggin' seven hours a week. WWE. Yeah, I watch it on Fast your Forward. Mom, and I, your mom tries to make me watch every last minute of it. She's a huge wrestling fan. Oh, uh, yeah. I watch it. See, I've come to take into watching Raw and SmackDown on Fast Forward. That's how I watch it. That's what it. I kind of do. I kind of do. I'm like, do I really want to watch this fight, these two dudes? No, I just fast forward. Do I want to watch the same wrestling match over week after week after week because they're not giving anybody new, but... There's been some. There was a week ago. It was I don't know if you know Tommaso Ciampa. Yep. And he took on Dolph Ziggler, and it was yeah. amazing. And these two guys, these are guys that appreciate their craft, and mm. will go, will do, give the utmost effort to make sure it didn't look fake, that every hit looked real. Like they put so much effort and energy, and they, it was a tremendous fight. It went on for like 25 minutes. I was like, okay, this is. I'm not fast forwarding this. That was a great fight. Yeah, but, Dolph Ziggler is the master at losing. Nobody loses like Dolph Ziggler. I don't think that guy's won a match in 15 years. <laughs> That's his job. Just he goes out there and makes everyone else look good. He's a jobber. So he's good at he's it. there to put you over. But all right, guys, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Absolute Podcast. Again, thank you so much for Corbin filling in. Thank you for Jay jumping in at the beginning ish. Thank you. Jay for was on. here. Yeah, he was here for a little yep. bit at the beginning. I had to scramble, dude. With Max bailing on me last minute, I had to scramble for people. So no, you did good, man. I I, I thought that you were and... on here just with Corbin. I was like, oh, that's a bad show. So I came on. <laughs> no, me and, Corbin, me and Corbin were holding it down, and then Ish came in. Who and... did I? Thank you. Yeah, for if this. I knew Ish was here holding on the fort, I didn't need to come on. But me yeah, and Cor- and Corbin, Corbin and Matt, and that's a shit show, man. No, Ish came in and lit a fire. So, <laughs> it, it, dude, that's exactly wow. how it happened. Me and Corbin were holding it down. Ish came in, lit the fire right off the bat by saying, "We're we're gonna have different opinions on this whole Batman tier list." And, and then here we, comes fucking Lance just dousing the gas and the the, yep. the, the fire. So that's exactly how it happened. You start you came saying in like Batman, bat hell. you start saying Dark Knight, 
is B or C or whatever the fuck Corbin said, and well, there's going to be gasoline. The, the minute Lance goes and says, listen, if I can't walk outside and see Batman in my front lawn, it's not a superhero <laughs> movie for that me. That is not <laughs> what I said. I lost, no, you lost me there, buddy. That is not what I said. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is a superhero movie as much as Taken is a superhero movie. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, okay we God. can't even get into this conversation again. No, I was say, I'm I'm, I'm Dude, I'm going another hour. <laughs> All right, y'all. Why? So why can't Batman be real? Uh, oh, don't him? fucking start, dude. No, no I want to know why, why. Why Batman can't be real? Why? Why do you think Batman can be real? Can be real? Yeah. No, I'm just saying that the stuff. All you freaks and geeks, fuckers. Come all you freaks and geeks. Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink and some Cosby wine. <laughs> we'll Come drink some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. 